Did anyone else think that Jen Googled the wrong type of hen party when they got to that farm? I was like, ooh, did she click on like an ad for this farm? Because like the search words had hen in it. And it was like a literal, like literally a hen party. But I'm not going to knock it because oftentimes we're like, can they do something different? Like on across all Bravo shows. And then when they do... We criticize it. Like the dog wedding on Southern Charm. Justice for that dog wedding. I actually thought it was a groundbreaking episode, and I stand by that. Okay. Today, I have a very fun guest joining me for my Jersey recap. And after that, Summer House. So check out the timestamp in the description per use so you can skip ahead or if you're like me and you're sick of summer house well i'm sick of jersey too honestly i'm i'm certain i just i dread this recap i dread this episode because when you're doing jersey you're like again and it is it's it, it's just a loop you know and then i've heard all the stuff about the reunion although it is kind of weird that they're saying Teresa's like never freaked out like this before. I'm like, okay, it's kind of hard for me to imagine that because she's freaked out all the time. It's like every reunion, like last reunion, remember? All, a lot of reunions, you know? So I hope we're not just overhyping it. I also don't really care. I'm not going to lie. Andy's saying that he got really frustrated with both Melissa and Teresa because no one would let the other one have the last word. That sounds so exhausting. So I'm not like super pumped about that. Not going to lie. And uh, yeah, like that's just going to be the two of them going back and forth the whole time. So it's just, you know, I, I'm trying to get excited about that, but. I'll probably be hate recapping that. Like, I'm kind of hate recapping this. But that's why I have a guest today. Uh, She was supposed to recap um, the last episode of Ultimate Girls Trip, but I had the Wi-Fi disaster spectrum. They're giving me a run for my, well, literally a run for my money because I'm trying to get a credit because I got a ton of you guys reached out with, like, your tricks for how you get credits from not just Spectrum, but from your Wi-Fi. Because I have to say something about no matter who no matter who you have with Wi-Fi, I feel like no one likes their Wi-Fi provider. I think that's like your th- – I think that's a thing. Uh, but everyone's got ev- – not everyone. A bunch of people had some tricks and what they like to do. They're like, this is what I do when I want a credit. So thank you for your tips. Um, I'm working on it. But now we're here to do Jersey, and that's good, because if I have a guest, it kind of reinvigorates me a little bit. I can bounce some things off of them, so that'll help. I do not have a guest for Summer House, because I am like, I need to work through that. It's kind of like my therapy. Um, It's rough, though. Summer House is not great. I see, I think I see what really fucking happened, and... Yeah, no, it's not. Danielle is not. She's not doing great. That's for sure. And Lindsay's doing what Lindsay always does, which is, you know, it's also not great, to be honest. 
Um, and I'm going to say something bold now uh, just to get it out of the way. I do not think Lindsay and Danielle are going to be friends like they were ever again. They are, Fundamentally, they are different people. And Lindsay is ready to move into the phase of wifey, mom, and she's embracing that wholeheartedly. And she's, that's it. That's it. And she's not prepared to give any more than she's giving. And that's okay. I'm going to leave it there because I'm going to get all the way into it when I recap Summer House. But I'm just going to say that now. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. You fool. That's my opinion! I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, guys, like I said, I have a quality top-notch guest today. We have Christina Ariel. She is the host of the Star Wars High Republic show on StarWars.com. We went over how I'm going to introduce her. I'm very excited to do this. She is an actress. She is starring in Headless, A Sleepy Hollow Story, which is streaming on YouTube. Hi, Christina. Wasn't that fun? Family. That was fun. I don't usually do like formal introductions like that, but I was really excited to do that. I know. Like you didn't have to. I would have just came in here. I'm like, what up, girl? How you doing? No. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted, I wanted to do a fun like that. Um, okay, so as you probably know, I do this with all my guests. We're going to go through the cast, and you're going to give me your take on them, okay? Okay. I'm really excited for this, actually. Ooh, okay. Marge. Okay, I like Marge. Okay. I like Marge. Marge, like, Marge knows what she's doing. Marge is very, Marge is messy. Marge has been messy. Marge came in messy, like, on her first season, like, if you slide away from the person that brought you in, it kind of tells you like the trajectory you might go down. But Marge has some really great moments. And I do enjoy her relationship with Marge Singer because I think Marge Singer is so freaking cute. But I so can cute. acknowledge the greatness in Marge, but I can also acknowledge the parts of, of her that are very messy and likes to keep stuff going and also secretly gossips behind everybody's back about everybody else. It doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter who you are. Teresa. Teresa is a complex individual. Right. And I think that we can all establish that. And that I'm going to say something. So the other, like on this episode, I know we're going to get to it, but the part where they were like talking about what to draw and you saw her kind of go into this panic. And she finally talked about kind of like having this PTSD from that experience and everything that she went through. And I, no matter how, what you think she's lying about, I feel like we're seeing a very genuine portrayal of a vulnerable Teresa. Mm -hmm. And Teresa doesn't know how to handle that. 
And especially the fact that Teresa is going said she's going back. I just rewatched Jersey like twice in the last two years. Mm -hmm. So I've got like a lot of like Jersey-esque thoughts because it is one of my like pillar franchises. Mm -hmm. But I think that with Teresa, she doesn't, she didn't, this woman has lived her entire life not processing her emotions or any of those things. And also like being capable of moving pieces on a chessboard. But Teresa is complex and I think that we have to give her that as much as people just want to say oh Teresa is simple like whatever I think Teresa has some layers and we're finally starting to see them and we're going to see a lot I think that's why the reunion is rumored to be so explosive because she really is processing all this stuff and seeing what her brother has said about her in confessionals because I truly believe that she would fast forward to only her parts so yeah yeah, dude, he said a lot. And I agree that moment where she started crying was like, please don't put any bars. I started crying. I was like, oh, that was so real. Oh, it was so she's sad. super affected by it. She really yeah. is affected by it. And I think that we like she came out and she went back to work. She has to to like mm-hmm. provide for her daughter. She had mm-hmm. to pay all that restitution. She did all that stuff. But it's like, when did we really see her process that she said, I actively avoided this thing. So I think we kind of have to like give a little grace in that manner and see that she's like processing. I agree. Dolores. I fucking love Dolores so much. Excuse my language. Dolores looks so good Mm -hmm. this season. Like Dolores is always absolutely like drop dead gorgeous, but like Dolores levels up like, and every time you see her and she's glowing, especially with this brown hair, she looks so good. Yeah, this color is good on her. It is. And the thing is, and it's not even her final form. Like Dolores can get hotter. (laughs) (laughs) That is real. She doesn't age. Like, honestly, though, she looks so good. Look, I don't care how you did it. I just love that you're doing it. You look great, Dolores. I'm (laughs) proud of you, baby. You're killing the game. And she looks so happy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people need to like let Dolores have her love bubble. She Dolores, is getting dicked down. She is happy. Polly is providing for her. Like we got his mom on TV saying my favorite word in the English language, hussy. Like she- I am so <laughs> happy. I am. I am thrilled. I am from the South. When I hear hussy, it gives me joy. And so to see like Polly's mom on there, like hussy. <laughs> and she just so laughs happy. at it. Like Dolores can take it. Dolores is like, believe me, I've been through it all. I can handle it. Like she like literally is. She's been Frank's proxy family without having to have a family for all these years. And so everybody is processing that. But she's allowed to like have this happiness. Yeah. What about Jen? Wait, Fessler or Aiden? Uh, Aiden. Aiden. I will refer (laughs) to Fessler as Fessler because Jen, she's got to get the Jen. She's got to be OG. I love Jen Aiden. Yeah, I think Jen Aiden God. is hilarious. I was so worried. I was like, oh no. Yes. Yay. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I told you, I, I possess complex opinions about all of these women. I understand that it, they are not one note. We're always talking about we want characters in television who are women who are dynamic, who aren't just this one thing. The housewives are that. Like, it is a sociological experiment into these the minds of these women. It's also really great acting, mining material if you're looking for regional dialects. Yes. Okay. But, yes, it is. Jen Aiden is necessary because Jen Aiden is Jen Aiden. <laughs> like, I believe that I could bump into her in a 7-Eleven and she would be the same person. 
I be- like I firmly believe that about <laughs> Jen Aiden. I don't think her affair was anybody's business. I mm. firmly believe that. I don't think that something that happened to her should have been used as ammo against her. And Agreed. I think that oh, it her gets poor, a- her poor face when that came out and she was just like, oh, all right, I got to own up to it. <laughs> What'd she say? She was like, she was a pharmaceutical rep. Get it, you right. fucking idiot. <laughs> she corrected it. I loved that too. She is a she is a top tier housewife, and I ride with her. Agreed, right there with you. Okay, Melissa. Oh, Melissa. You know what's funny? As I was <laughs> right before I got on this call with you, I my brain was doing like word associations, and so. I thought about Melissa Gorgon because I knew we were talking about Jersey and then it went to Jennifer Lopez. And so now I have waiting for tonight stuck in my head and it's been stuck in my head this entire time. And <laughs> now it's like, it's that. And then I'm an on display fan. I do. Okay. I do have it in my catalog on my iTunes and I feel no shame about that because I do have a Bravo playlist that mm-hmm. I rock out I to quite often. Cause there's some bops. Mm-hmm. Man, he's a bad. Oh my but, god, I have so much fucking James Kennedy on my goddamn <laughs> playlist, and it gets stuck in my head. It is so annoying. Oh man, I saw a meme today that was like, "Is it me or is James just like getting hotter?" It was like him oh, yeah. and Lala talking, and it was like, he's, he's like getting he's like, buff. He's filling out. He's getting like ripped and manly. I think they've also let him like be this pseudo like voice of reason this season somehow right? and it's all right i promise i'm gonna get back on track jen aiden <laughs> are we on jen aiden oh no melissa Gordon. melissa okay melissa I, <laughs> I i will always have my feelings about how like how they came on to the show and i think about like the first words that joe uttered on the show like that i can recall is like being like scumbag to his sister mm-hmm. and so like first the way that it started and like even like the on display of it all like i felt a way about how they moved like and it did feel a little snake like i do like melissa as like there's certain points where melissa is being truly melissa and you can see that but there's like i don't know there's something weird this season like the vibe of it this season with like the finality kind of feeling that's overhanging like I don't know. Okay, so here's my like personal theory about it. I feel like because it is a wedding season and we know how wedding seasons on Bravo go, like that is that's the the central storyline. That's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to follow that trail. And I think that Melissa and Joe are feeling a way about it because it's kind of gonna under overshadow their house, newly remodeled, now newly remodeled house. Mm. So uh, I don't I'm sorry. Jersey feels, is one of those like very like cautious waters kind of things. But you, you're telling me, I, you, I, I struggle every single like, every mindful. single week. Every single week, it's like I'm afraid to say this because I'm like I can already feel the I can feel the typing from the people being like. I'm trying to be. I'm just being very forthright about my opinions because I have a a lot of them on Jersey. I've been deep yeah. in the trenches with Jersey. I robed a Jersey through season six. I can take anything. I can handle it. Is that I don't ever want it to go. Yeah, yeah. That was such a weird season. Woo. Okay, Melissa. I like her. I think she's interesting. She's uh, I don't know a lot about Melissa. Is how I feel after all these years. I feel like I don't truly I know. 
a lot about her. I feel like it's been so much of that story has been this contention with Teresa that in that getting to know Melissa outside of like, yeah, like I have my, like my family, my children, like, and then you have this husband who's like such a big personality as well. So like Melissa kind of gets lost in the sauce of it all. Like it was fun, like girls trip, like seeing more of Melissa and like that. And like, even like the jumping in the like mud, like that kind of a thing where they just let all the stuff go. Like if they could, I know that was so great. I'm but like, you know so it's close. temporary. Okay. Who who we got next? Uh Danielle, the new Danielle. Yes. Now to my Danielle Cabral, because I've been thinking a lot about mm. this for a very long time. Everybody's always like, oh, like Danielle runs away. Danielle runs away. My vibe is that Danielle runs away because Danielle does not want to go full Drita. Oh, and yeah, she I is feel full, she is so Drita from Mob Wives. I love her. And I feel like she is very much, I don't have words, but I will rock your dome. And she's trying to be not that. And it's better for everyone <laughs> that she walks away as much as y'all may claim you want to see it. Yeah. I I 1000% feel that Danielle has Vaseline up her face, took off her <laughs> earrings and scrapped. <laughs> And there is no, like, you cannot convince me. Everybody's like, she needs to stop running away. She needs to stop running away. No, she's running away from a charge. (laughs) You can tell, you can, she's even, I think she even said, she's like, I don't know how to talk. I know how to use my fists. And so her Drita energy is like what I needed on this franchise. I'm like, where have you been? I love her it's just so it's like the cartoonish jersey that i've missed for a while it's like and then you get the staten island yes it's like i just i needed it okay how are you feeling about rachel okay so i didn't know anything about rachel until like like i wasn't hearing like the like i heard her name and like rumors but then there were all these like rachel like rachel fuda fan groups that popped up on instagram and like twitter Yeah, there were like a lot of them. And so like, I was like, okay, who's this lady? And I don't know. I think her family is exceptionally cute. I I I love that she is out of the gate sharing something. Like not that she's required to, but to like for women who suffer miscarriages. So sorry, trigger warning. But like to hear people talk about those things or fertility issues, I think those things are important. And I love when we actually get something, a storyline like that, that is very honest and it is something not to be relatable, but it's just something that we all, like all of us may go through or be affected by or have been affected by. And I, I appreciate that and I respect that, but I still don't like, she has to give me a little bit more is how I feel like going and being like oh well she said this about you like that's that's not quite enough for me but I do like I think that her and Danielle were needed to kind of shift the energy and to make everybody work I already know how you feel about this but I want the people to know how about Jen Fessler (laughs) okay so I was very iffy about Jen Fessler I was too I actually was too I thought she was a little thirsty I'm like is she just acting like this 
my my issue was that she was she was very close to Siggy. And so I wondered how that was going to manifest. Oh, like in real life? Yeah, like like their friends. Oh. So I think that's from that whole circle, like how she's Marge's friend, but she also was like friends with like Siggy. Oh, okay. So that was the first thing I heard they, about her. So I, I was like, grain of salt. Thank you for telling But me. you know what? I you know the moment that she had me when she sat down at lunch with Rachel. And Rachel was like, do you want to share something? And she said, I don't do that. I've never felt so seen. I do not want to share. I and it was like a get... whole pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, bro, I want you to understand that this pizza is a circle. That is a single serving for me. <laughs> I do not want to share. Even if it is a rectangle, I do not want a square. I ordered a rectangle of pizza. These are my feelings. So you can win me over with food. I am <laughs> very easily coerced with a nom nom. I was actually like, I think she's doing a bit with the food. That's how I thought she was doing it. It was when she tripped and she stood up and was like, just go. You didn't get anything. Get out. I was like, okay, now she's got me. Now I'm like, now I know she's actually <laughs> like this. This is her. This is her personality. And I'm in and I'm for, I, she's officially won me over. She's also won me, she won me over this episode too, because she does, she's tried a few times with Marge to be like, I know I'm your friend and I'm not trying to like go against you here on these cameras, but you're a little irrational. Even though you hate Jen, it's like you are sounding crazy. And I do appreciate that. But she's not going too hard because, you know, if you come on, a sh- if someone brings you on a show, you got to have a little loyalty unless you want to go full Marge and fully turn on <laughs> the person who brought you on the show. You know. That's well, all I wanted. That's I mean, all I wanted. <laughs> look, Siggy is absolutely psychotic. And we've seen where Siggy has landed now. Uh, so, you know, there's exceptions. But still. Still. That that still is an iconic clip. I will give her that. That is a a truly iconic housewives moment. Um, yeah. So we've talked. What about Jackie? You didn't say Jackie. I didn't say Jackie because okay, fine. How do you feel about Jackie? I think her husband is nice, and I think that she, I think that Jackie is like a sweet potato, and she's trying to like be in this like grease, right? She's trying to jump into this grease. She was not ready for the grease, and she's she's oh, she's doing so much this season. Like she's doing so much, but it's very obvious, which makes it like, babe, Ugh. calm down. We, like you you have a lot of goodwill that you built up, and like we were able to see you and see you mm-hmm. in a different light and all those different things, like. I, I have a lot of respect for people who tell stories that they aren't owed, like that we are not yeah, owed. Totally. Like, the, like that. And she did. She shared a very hard struggle. We watched her. I would have loved to like follow up and like see how like healthy she is and actually get some home stuff that's not just Evan getting ready for boys night and she's a proxy to it. Right. But <laughs> well, they were like, that's the only thing that's interesting about you now, Jackie. We have decided uh-huh. like they've given up on Jackie. What's crazy is that she filmed so much that she did not know she was going to be demoted. Like they had Mm -hmm. that much footage of Jackie where she's like, I don't know where you guys are getting this from. I'm totally a full-time housewife. Because she is at every vacation, (laughs) everything. Like she is there. And they're doing limericks. They're like, no, (laughs) she's doing limericks. (laughs) She's like, that's for sure. Keep me on this show. And they're like, you know what the housewives need? 
limericks <laughs> god like that's how you know jackie once you're resorting to limericks they want you gone okay get out it was a good limerick no, it wasn't give it, it to it was, her it was fine it was she okay. is a writer we gotta we gotta give her her credentials her credits yeah she, she she's just she's so annoying me this season because basically all she's kind of doing is like backing up like what marge says and it, it's it's like I'm like this is she doesn't have enough of an opinion and we've heard that she doesn't believe that opinion because we've heard it out of her mouth and other situations yeah. how she truly feels about the situation so we're seeing her compromise herself and it does come across like very like we know what you're capable of but what you're giving us right now is this person who's not confident enough to be like you know what I really Perfectly don't feel said. that way which really would have like Hell, I think helped her stand out in a different way, and like not going after Danielle and yes. being petty and talking about her wrinkled clothes. Yeah, what the fuck and whatever. It's, it's she's just like she's clawing for it, and I think when she saw them bring in another blonde, yep, and like it put her claws up. And so whether she knew she was part time or full time, whatever, she was on the attack because she's like, oh, like what are you trying to do? Are you trying to squeeze me out? Like we have this like. This is how the show looks. This is yes. how our ca- title card always looks. Yep. And instead of embracing her and maybe like befriending her, she's like, I'll just talk all this shit about her. I'm like, what a weird tactic. Can yeah. I also say that I really hate when they just don't do a new picture every season for the title card? I can't stand and it. Some of I them are new and some of them are it. old. It irks my soul. Like that year that they changed the color on Teresa's dress. Like, all they did was, like, Photoshop the dresses of the housewives to make them different. It was that year when everyone was obsessed with those satin, like, crinkle shirts. I don't understand why they – it it can't cost that much money to just get – it's like, do they hate each other that much? They're like, they they don't even want to gather together to do another one. It's like, well, foursome. It looks it's like so that last bad. shoot with LVP where they just, like, kind of, like, plopped her in the middle. <laughs> yes. They're like, she's the, she wasn't there that day. They're like, we can tell. Pay attention, police. I know I am a broken record about this, but if you are not already taking care of your hair the same way you take care of your skin, get on it because you do not want damage to your hair. Your hair does get old just like your skin does, but don't worry. Kitsch has got you. Kitsch has got you morning, noon, and night, no matter what your budget. And Kitsch is an awesome company. It's female founded, self-funded. They used to sell hair ties door to door, and now they're sold in over 20,000 retail locations. So they're badass, but you want to get your hands on some of their best sellers. Like I have been using their satin pillowcases for years now. Not only is it good for your hair because it helps prevent breakage, but it helps prevent wrinkles on your face. Because when you're laying on a pillow, think about it. Don't want that damage. They also make satin caps and eye masks. This is so great for while you sleep. And the satin is vegan and cruelty-free. Okay. But the best is their heatless satin curling rollers. You can say goodbye to heat damage. These are the original, the OG, and they are still the best heatless curlers. Don't settle for knockoffs. Get the ones that started the craze. Kitsch also has rice water shampoo bars. This can help with overall hair growth and density. They also have rosemary scalp oil, which helps support scalp health and hair strength from the root to the tip and so much more. 
Like I said, I've been using their satin pillowcases. Their scrunchies are the only scrunchies I use. And my friend swears by the heatless satin curling rollers. And when I told her I had Kitsch as a sponsor, she's like, that's how I get my curls. And I was like, oh, I assumed it was a wand. She's like, no, throw it on at night. Boom. Wake up. She just kind of, you know, manipulates it a little bit because duh, and it looks fabulous. Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash she speaks. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash she speaks. One more time, mykitsch.com slash she speaks for 30% off your entire order. <laughs> All right, let's let's just get into this episode. Um, oh, all right. I got to complain about the fact that editing, again, trash. They start exact, like identical to last week. They've just had a fight, but they're going to go go somewhere else. They're going to like get on the bus. They have happy Irish music. I just need these. I just want the editing team to like storyboard the season and be like, what did we do last week? Okay, let's do this. Oh, what was the last scene? Let's maybe not do the exact same thing that we just did. It's like they're just like guessing. It's like they, they're like, ah, I, what did we do? I don't care. Let's just do the next. They're just not paying attention. Jersey needs, Jersey deserves a better post team. So they fight and they leave with happy Irish music. Melissa and a stolen now- wine glass. And a so- and she's buzzed, and she says, "I'm about to drunk dial my ex." I was like, "Oh, oh, that wasn't the thing to say." And Teresa, of course, clocks that. I saw her face. Teresa's face in the back was like, "She mm. said my ex." I was like, "Oh shit, what? Why did you say that, Melissa? <laughs> Why did you say like your ex from when? Like." How you've been with Joe forever? Like what X are you yeah, even it's talking like about? Nineteen ninety eight? Like yeah. How far are we going back, my girl? Like, it, or it was, was she very... kidding? Because is that what you do when you're drunk? Like, was she making a joke? Like, I'm about to drunk dial my ex because that's like a cliche thing you do. Maybe it's from some song that I don't know, and it's just a random line from it. And Melissa was reciting it, but okay. Because do you know um, Teresa was not laughing at that? Uh, no, and it's the wrong company to say that in. Period. Because <laughs> period. so like bad. that's everything has the like opportunity to be misconstrued. Ugh, it's like abort. And then the next morning, Melissa is still in bed because she's all hungover, and they're all gathering for breakfast. I did appreciate this about Danielle. She comes down with that vibe of like. I'm going to shake it off. I know these women have been coming for me. I'm going to keep it moving. And that is how you know you got a good housewife on your hands because she's mm-hmm. like, they've all been coming for me. These two at least have been coming for me, but I'm just going to keep it moving. We're just going to – we're going to be cool, right? Obviously, they're not going to be cool, but we're going to pretend we're going to be cool, right? Melissa comes down, no voice, all hungover, and Dolores is like, today we're going to meet Louie's mom, Claire, and his sisters, Jennifer and Holly. Sharon. Oh, Polly. I felt Louie. <laughs> Thank God you said that. Very different. Polly's mom. Uh, and we meet Claire, who really does look like Polly, like very similar features. And she loves Dolores, clearly. But she says, but you're still a hussy. And we find out that she 
when Dolores was first seeing Polly, she's like, I don't know how I'm going to do, like, how I'm going to sneak out. Your mom is like the last one up and the first one awake. And so she would just do her walk of shame. And Claire would just say, hussy. <sighs> I mean, we love her. I love it. We love I do. Her. What a, like, what a great throwback statement. Hussy. And Dolores is just like rolling with it because Dolores probably would have done the same to one of Frankie's little girlfriends. Can you imagine? Oh my God, I know. I know. But then Teresa shocks us all and goes, yeah, my dad would say crazy things like that. He did that to Melissa, but she would take it so well. And I I was like, did I hear that right? I had to rewind it. And then Melissa tells the story about being in the Dominican Republic and their dad walking in and being like, oh, there's Putana, Putana, which is their version of hussy. And Melissa and Teresa goes, yeah, Melissa was always great with my parents. I don't think anyone really knew how to respond to that. Everyone was like, no one make any sudden movements. Everyone just let this happen. That's the problem. That is the problem. (laughs) Therein lies the issue. Like, Teresa was making an effort. And I feel like, and I understand, like, yeah, everyone is skeptical about it. But we all know she's in therapy. She's working towards growth. Like, I feel like for her to give a compliment to Melissa in that setting, in, an, like, an event that's about her, basically, like, and I mean, yes, objectively, somebody could probably say, oh, well, that was bringing the story back around to her and her family. But no, she, like, centered Melissa. Yeah. And I, I feel like I understand why Melissa was skeptical, but I feel like she could have gave her that one. I agree. It was like, she's saying nice things. <laughs> she's saying something nice. She is. And it's like, you've got to take the wins where you can in the situation. Like if you're really like, I don't know. I feel like her mind is like already set on not going to this wedding and like feeling yeah. a certain type of way that everything is going to like, it's like the found family and the thing when Joe skipped the, like skipped her love bubble party or whatever. It's like, you're mad, but you would have been there. She did invite you. You chose not to come. You choosing not to come oh, to a, a wedding, to all of it. those different things. Yeah. Like think about those, like you're still choosing not to be present in these situations whatever the situation is, you're not willing to say, okay, let me set my ego aside. Let me set my pride aside and I will show up. Mm. And if she doesn't take it, then that is still on her. That looks bad on her, but I'm going to show up because I care about you as a person, because I know you have no one else. I'm going to show up for you, but you can't. And yeah, Melissa did show up for her, but her brother did not show up for her. And that is the most important thing to her. So of course, like, yeah, she's going to say something about found family. It still wasn't a dig like at Melissa, it's like it wouldn't have been that if her brother was there. She would have made a very pointed thing to say how much it meant to her that her yeah. brother was there. And I feel like in these situations, like everybody's already butthurt because they're not in the wedding. Like, and that's it. Like they're they're done there. Like they're done. Once that happened, I think that they're done. Right, Melissa and Joe have decided they're done, and they're gonna just drag Teresa this whole season, being like, "See, see, she's just she's she can do no right." Like. There's nothing Teresa can do, period, at this point to fix it. Yeah, it's like even fixing it's an obligation. Like, that's how they're saying, like, it's an obligation. Mm. And like that feeling like they're going to keep feeling like an obligation. And she's just inviting them. Oh, she's inviting us so that we don't show up in this. So we won't show up instead of just being like, Mm. hey, we'll just show up. Sorry, that part just of it just like it seems like common sense of 
like go along to get along or at least like get to the next place like you know she's in this like this season which is going to be especially like all I'm, I hadn't did not mean to go off on a thing but all this stuff this woman has been through she already still has to deal with like yeah is this guy the right guy like whether whatever you feel about louie like we know what she's gone through to get to this point you know personally what she's gone through to get to this point you know the loss that you both share and you're still making this about your self mm-hmm. and that irks my soul because it could be better and i feel like she really could have just gave her that in that moment instead of just needing to be petty in a confessional yeah i agree with that oh this is really helping me because i needed someone else to bounce this off of uh, they, uh, Dolores shows Claire the calendar. Claire was too cute with that calendar. I think she liked Frank. She did. She was like, oh, is this, this your ex? That's <laughs> when <laughs> she threw that little look over at Dolores. And she's like, okay. <laughs> but Claire, Claire wanted some, some Frank steak. Mm-hmm. She liked. All right, they get in the vans. Uh, Rachel tries to have a cute moment. She's like, it's been a really great trip. I've had so much fun. And they're like, yeah, right, it has. And she goes, except for someone calling me a, a rat. Shut up, Rachel. Rachel, she's just she's just always like, you know, like, uh, like she's always just like, uh, like, like someone's like calling me a I'd rat. I'd be like, what are you upset about? Like, are you? Yeah. Like, are you? <laughs> a hit dog will holler. Like, you went and told so- she. Okay, I can't even relitigate that. Okay, I'm convinced when they get to this farm, I truly am like, did Jen Google a hen party and like accidentally got like real hens? And because <laughs> hen parties are just like bachelorette parties. Yeah. They're not. A farm should be nowhere in the vicinity of this. So when they got there, I was like, Oh no. Did, did okay. I think that she got confused. Um, I'm not gonna make a I, valid point. I first was like, this is so annoying because I do, I was like, they don't belong there. But honestly, they didn't really make sense in Ireland, period. Like the Jersey Housewives, like to me, were like, why are we here? And is he gonna yeah, show up and propose on this trip or something? Like, as, why did they go to Ireland? <laughs> like a place that is specific to Polly yeah. for Teresa's bachelorette party. Like Exactly. And that part of it is very like, I understand it's a beautiful locale. They needed yes. to go somewhere that was not down the shore. But like, yeah, is it, it Polly was a showing up? Trip. Is Polly coming? Like, is he on it? And then I like when Dolores goes, Ireland is the number one place for bachelorette parties. What? It is? And and now, now they're at a farm for a hen party. And I'm like, yes. A top-notch spot for bachelorette parties. Really, the place to go. Like, what are we doing? Is there, like, a mock-up of Ireland in, like, Circus Circus? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's New York. Dolores, where did you see that? What did you Google? Because I think you all need some new Googling skills. You're putting in the wrong search words. Cause... But you know production saw, like, would see a flub like that and be like, you know what? I'll allow it. Yep. Yeah, that's what that's what this was. I swear to God, production was like, "We should we t- no, don't let's not tell her." Yeah, no, we're gonna we'll book it. We'll book it's it. A hen party spa. We got it. Yeah, no, it's a spa. And then okay, so they start to do the catching the cocks game. And listen, at first I was my notes go like, "Who let Jennifer plan this?" And then they end with like, oh, "Okay, actually, this this gave us a nice bit of content." Like towards the end, I was like, "Listen." We could have done the same old, same old. We already did the pub hopping, which was 
it's boring to, to some extent. So fine. Let them chase around some cocks and whatever. But then the, the painting thing was so bizarre. He's like, you're going to paint Teresa's life. And I was like, why? But then when Teresa started crying and she's like, you know what? That made me think of jail. Please don't put any bars. I'm mm. bawling. I'm like, never mind. This was actually a good idea because it set up a nice, um, it set up some nice content. And the guy brings her a puppy so that she isn't sad. She's like, "Is this a puppy?" Because <laughs> it was so brand new, it looked like a little, looked like a little gerbil. I wanted that puppy. I was, I mean, Melissa crying. It was, I bought it. I was crying. I was crying this whole time. Like I cried, and when they hugged, I was like, "God, this is sad." I do want to say something though. Teresa's confessional. She's like, you know, thinking back, we were so happy and my parents instilled in us that family was everything. That is not true because her own parents were feuding with Rosie and Kathy's mom. Yeah, like they they maybe said that, but they taught them through their own actions, like some real toxic habits about like holding grudges and stuff. So like in theory, sure, but no, no, definitely didn't like show them through action and example so they are kind of acting they're kind of acting out exactly what their parents taught them but does that go to the next generation too because i feel like clearly starting to see that and like yep another thing about that that irks my soul gia Mm -hmm. gia has been on this show since she was like four and a half five years old and she is now an adult and i feel like as an adult can speak for herself and so when people are like gia like stay out of adults business stay out of adults she is an adult now it's like people like she's not at the kids table anymore she's an adult she's allowed to uh, to defend herself and speak up and to have an opinion on a situation that she has more direct experience with than any other housewife outside of Teresa and melissa Mm -hmm. so who is the better authority on that situation and dolores because we all know dolores been lurking since Mm -hmm. she knows it all she does like Dolores is the girl she knows where she knows all of it but to like oh that and the I do think Teresa was wrong for bringing up Antonia in general Mm -hmm. in that situation I think Mm -hmm. that she could have like let that ride Mm -hmm. and you can always tell that Teresa realized she shouldn't say something the second she says it when she does that thing where like her eyes bug open and her mouth pops open and she like freezes yep 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 Yep. but like oh there's so many layers but i do appreciate that they had that really <laughs> nice moment and again like that moment when Teresa reacted to like the bars into jail and it is truly a traumatic thing for her yeah. and i think that we forget that because people are like oh she sold a book when she got out oh she did this and oh she never says that she went to it she calls it camp and those are defense mechanisms for her. Exactly. It's like she got chased like when she was leaving. Like, <laughs> think about that scene when exactly. she's leaving the jail and she's laid down in the back seat of this car. Yes, she was selling tabloid stories and doing stuff because she, she owed so money. much money in legal fees. It was all that stuff. And they knew that. And she was just kind of pleading with them. Like, yeah, somebody has to bring it up. It's got to be talked about on the show. But like from the jump, Teresa has been like, that's again, it goes back to Teresa on Ultimate Girls Trip. She was not in defense mode. We saw a softer, lighter Teresa because she was not like 
on edge. She wasn't exactly. waiting for someone to try to pull the bottom out from under yeah. her. And Teresa lives her life like someone is about to pull the bottom out from under her. Yeah, totally. I loved her on that girl's trip when she's cooking. Oh, she was so great. That was such a beautiful side of Teresa to see. Yeah. And it was. And if she like the thing is like. Uh, like as long as the story keeps coming up and nobody's willing to like be like whatever your perception of what happened is like we have to find a way forward and they keep saying well this happened what about this happened what about this happened what about this happened and we've been what about this happening for 10 years and i'm tired jeez let that girl get married and start a new story arc where we're not talking about her beef with her brother for the last 50 11 years yeah dude sorry it's exhausting it is yeah they, they go through the paintings that they did. Obviously, the most iconic one is Jen's one of her flipping the table because she has like the little hands green that are like out, like frayed out <laughs> the green dress and like the table. That was hang it in the Louvre. OK, just do it. But Teresa gets up and thanks them. And then she transitions into how she, when they saw Claire earlier, Polly's mom earlier, it made her think of her parents and how similar they were, you know, with the hussy. And then she says to Melissa, she transitions to Melissa and she goes, you know, like it made me think like maybe you misunderstood us in the beginning. And Melissa's like, Melissa's in a place of sunglasses and tissues in hand. And it's like, it's giving off such an energy. And she's like, don't, don't even. She's like, this is a nice time, Teresa, like, it was bold of Teresa to move it to that place in that moment. I was like, oh, don't, don't, nope, not now. Don't go there. Uh, and she goes, let's just not. And I love Teresa saying this like it's the first time she said it. She goes, okay, then moving forward, we shouldn't bring up the past. Like you have said that so like 10,000 times already. So why are you acting like this is a new concept? And like they most- take one step forward and Always. 47 steps back at all and times. It, and the problem though is that we have the Antonia thing. That is going to throw a wrench in this. And it's like there's always one wrench that's a new one that will then last another full season. Like that always happens. And so now she's like, that's why I was upset at you bringing up the Sweet 16 because it was a year ago. And (laughs) Teresa's like, I really wasn't saying anything bad. And I was even thinking this morning, I want some part of you guys in my wedding. Like, should I have Gina walk down the aisle with Adriana? Oh, you and Tonia, Gio, and Joey will complete it. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Jen, I love Jen going, are you asking them all to be in your wedding? All of them? All of us are confused. We're like, hold on, wait, what are you asking? Like, uh, right now? The wedding is in two weeks, too. It. Listen, I've not been to a lot of weddings. It's just kind of like my demographic of friends, like we're very non-traditional. It's just how it's been. Is it normal to do that? No. Okay. Because there's dresses to order. There's suits that have to be done. Okay. There's all those things. It's also the same reason why, like, if somebody doesn't want to pay for you to eat at their wedding. Like, they don't <laughs> mess with you enough that they don't want to. That's a big deal. Okay. I'm, just saying. <laughs> I'm not paying $80 a plate for somebody I don't like. But then, so Jen goes, are you asking them to be in your wedding? All of them? And Teresa goes, no, no. I'm just saying I want happiness and peace. You know, we're in Irish. We're in Ireland. I'm like, all right. <laughs> all right. I want she didn't realize. She thought she was making rainbow. a peace statement. She thought yes. she was making a peaceful statement. And then they're like, 
are you asking them to be in the wedding? She's like, oh, no, I still don't want them in the wedding. Like, it's, that's still not happening. Yeah, but, she goes, but didn't it sound really nice coming out of my mouth, guys? They're like, okay. No, Teresa. So I don't know what the fuck that was. I don't know what that I don't think any of us know what that was, all. Emily. I don't think any of I don't think she knew what it was. I think she was just saying something because it sounded really nice in the moment. <laughs> it's like after saying something like wild. What? <laughs> like <laughs> like uh, So we got nowhere. I take back all those statements. <laughs> Everything I just said, null and void. <laughs> Like, I understand why Melissa is exasperated in those moments where you're just like, girl, like we had a nice afternoon and then we're back with this. And then you're just like, ah, you want to be in my wedding? Psych. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Lunchtime. Teresa's like, so Louie asked Bill to be in the wedding. <laughs> they, they play the most cartoonish the, the music. It's like this like plot twisty cartoonish music that is like, all right, guys, we get it. Like we get that it's like, oh, ooh, why would they why would that happen? And Teresa says that Louie feels that they've just been so supportive and it's just nice because he doesn't have family. And it cuts over to Melissa like, wow. How could she say that? Like, well, I mean, how? Like, here's what I'm confused. This is where I get confused. Joe doesn't like Louie. So, like, you, I guess it does hurt to hear it. But if you don't want to put in the, the effort to have a relationship with that person and you know that Bill and Louie are close, why are you, like, shocked because Joe puts his expectations onto other people. Yeah. Like his expectation that his in-laws would be invited, like his expectation uh, okay. that he as her brother should be in the wedding no matter what the relationship is between him and Louis because it's about respect. And like mm-hmm. it's not about respect, it's about ego. And mm. at this point like Joe needs him to come to him as a man, as the guy trying to marry his sister and talk to him and like mm, grovel and do all those things and he really wants Louis to bend the knee and Louis's not gonna do it. it very that but he also is is in a way trying to he is a very confusing man sometimes but I think Joe feels so slighted because like it is he leads with his expectations it's not about them it's about like Everything that Teresa does is an intentional dig. He can never take himself out of the equation that some decision they made might be because they like this person or they actually have a relationship with this person. Like Bill is probably the person that reached out to Louie and like supported him. They go on vacations together. They hang out like it makes sense. That even that even tracks like with Teresa because Teresa has said, you know, during when Joe her, her Joe Judice went away. She's like, I didn't even really hear from my brother and from Melissa. And when I'd ask them, like, why don't you guys ask me to go out to, like, a dinner, go to the movies? They'd be like, oh, well, we just usually do stuff with couples. And she's like, I mean, I don't care. I can join you guys. Like, I can – I don't mind being there, like, not in with, with my husband. And she said then when they started filming – that's when they would be around and their narrative would be like, oh, we've been there for the girls. We've been there for Teresa. And it just felt very not accurate, but she didn't want to make her brother look bad. And 
that that tracks to me because then with Nono, remember Nono would complain about never seeing Joe, mm-hmm. and it, it was like why why would Nono say that? Like why would what is like Nono going to be like all shady for the cameras? That's like not going to be what Nono does, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know who I trust the most in that situation that spoke on it that I believe Gabriella exactly because Gabriella is. They haven't been able to bribe that girl with hide nor hair, anything to open her mouth mm-hmm. on that show. She said something because she wanted to. She said something because she felt a type of way. And I don't think it's any coaching or I don't think that there's anything Teresa could say to any of those girls to make them be a mouthpiece. They will tell you their lived experience with it. And when Gabriella said that that was true, I was like, yeah, yeah, I trust. I trust Gabriella. And it's like Joe, Joe wants that love from Teresa and just expects all of that love but it's like but you're not really giving giving it you're just expecting it in return but you have to put the effort in which is kind of how I felt and granted I don't know the whole thing we still don't understand Pizzagate or Pizza Oven Gate to the full mm-hmm. extent but it kind of felt the same way like Joe didn't put any actual money into it but then he expected it to be cut in again we don't fully understand how the whole thing worked because I still feel like we're missing a piece of it but it's like a that's piece sound- of the pizza a oven? piece of the pizza oven uh? mm-hmm. but it just kind of sounded very Joe Gorga where he's like I tell him this idea he puts all the money in mm-hmm. and suddenly I don't get a cut it's like well that's I'm still confused. Like I'm still skinny pizza. And then it's who the (laughs) hell, you know, it's it's like, I I don't know. So that, that is a kind of through line for Joe Gorga. It's like, I don't put the effort in, but how come he doesn't come to me and tell me that he loves me? It's like, well, but because it's reciprocal, you gotta, Mm -hmm. you gotta kind of put it in. Uh, then this okay so then the guy's like ladies you ready to go to the spa and obviously the women are scared as they should be <laughs> then they get to this mud thing and I don't get why they would do this with pants on but they do I don't think they told them anything based on the way that it was like when they went to that elephant thing and a girl yes. and they didn't know they were gonna they were not they weren't ready or prepared for that and that's why Teresa and them were like oh uh-uh because what is this doing? Like, how is this spa? Like, he's like, it's very good for your skin. I'm like, so for their feet? Fessler. Yeah, Fessler's <laughs> like, all right, I'll do it. And they're like, what are you doing? She's like, he said it's good for the skin. What are we literally jumping in this mud pit for? But they jumped in and it was cute because Teresa and Melissa actually like jump in and you see this. You see how similar they are and how like, God, if you guys could only have like become besties but mm-hmm. forget that. No way. And then oh. it was kind of a cute scene, I guess. They held hands. Like they, they held, held hands. hands and jumped in. It was, It really was like super cute. Yeah. And then, but then, you know, they leave. And uh, back at the castle, they're getting all ready. Marge calls Joe. And of course, she's like, Bill is in the wedding. And they have thought, oh my God, why would Bill be in, why would Bill be in the wedding? Blah, 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 blah. They, anything that, I don't think anything that, um, Teresa, Louie, Bill, or Jennifer could do would be acceptable for Marge, honestly. You know who the most consistent leak is? And it's not just Marge. All of the information goes through the men, and it is from Marge to Joe Benigno. Oh, yeah. 100%. Joe Benigno is 
always gossiping and he reacts to gossip in that way where he's not pretending to react to it joe is responding in that way where he's like oh i'd like genuinely am invested in this (laughs) totally and like do you see his face when marge is like facetiming him and lexi and they're like oh why would he ask him like he's about to like run tell that joe Mm -hmm. that is Mm -hmm. who that is oh 100 percent 100 percent uh, they, whiskey dinner. Dolores looks hot in that like twenties gangster cutout vibe dress. Oh, stunning! Hot and Shoulder sexy. Pads. They don't work on everybody. They work on Dolores. They, with that booty, they work. The proportions were good. Uh, but back in Jersey, I'm loving how much weed we're getting. Joe's hosting a guys' night, and Frank's bringing gummies and pot. Like he invested in a CBD business. I've never seen Frank that excited about anything. And he's like, I smoke it. He's like, I basically he's always high. I'm like, you are. What? What did he say? I eat, sleep, and drink it. And you're like, you could have changed the last one, Frank. Yeah. Hold on. I'm so sorry to deviate from your regular schedule program, but can we talk about the Are You There, Margaret commercial with Dolores and her mom? I haven't seen it. There is a commercial that plays and it's an ad. One of those like Bravo ads for are you there, God? And she starts it in a script. She's like, are you there, God? It's me, Dolores. (laughs) (laughs) And her mom and they're talking about their Margaret moments growing up and like buying a bra. And she talks about how her mom was like going drop, drop in front of the store was like, yeah, go in there and get it when she told her she needed to. And it's actually very Wait, her very mom, cute like Dolores's mom dropped her off in front of a store and told her to go inside and get a bra <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that's yeah. actually very I can see that you have to look this commercial up because it is cute but the best part of it is just like they have this lighting on Dolores that is almost heavenly like it is this beautiful lighting on her and her mom she's called her mom by her first name and it is just I need you to go watch that commercial because it is so flipping cute and they Where i think they I have one with marge it? and marge senior it's like on i'm sure it's on like bravo dot go to bravo tv.com bravo tv.com <laughs> that was but a good plug i i have to like give it to like these little, i love those little ads those bravo tv ads are my favorite thing i love them i used to love those summer ads they did oh, i, I love, love a bravo commercial I wish they would bring that back and do like the they crossovers so now. so good. The one with it was like the Olympics where they had all the different Bravo lebs. They were like high quality, high production value. That Beverly Hills one where everything froze as they stepped through. It was like, it's a cool summer. And like, Wasn't there oh. a Beverly Hills one too where they were like in the, like a garden where it was like a, like a. Like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Kind of like. Did, they did some good one. They don't do them anymore. I know. They're probably the really expensive. The budget was high on those. You can watch tell Peacock that bring was... those back too. Peacock <laughs> delivers quality content. I say it all the time. They deliver top notch content. Okay, and whatever the whatever the hell film they're using on Girls Trip and on Miami is stunning. Okay, stunning. It is gorgeous. They also have Puss in Boots: The Last Wish, which is a really fantastic movie, and you should watch it if you haven't. Okay, well, thank you for the tip. Sorry, we can go back now, but I really had to like let you know that that existed in the world. Okay, I will actually because I love Dolores and her mother. Um, all right, guys, night they're all they're, this weed journey is just really great that we're seeing so much marijuana now. Uh, Gorga's like, I don't smoke, so Frank blows it in his face, and Gorga actually ends up hilarious and giggly and funny. And I'm like, let's just these guys need to be stoned all the time. 
He's like, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) They got a food truck. Brilliant. Brilliant planning. Absolutely brilliant planning. I want to know who was behind that because that really was super smart. Yeah. I'm like, I want a food truck. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then Bill's like ruining the vibe. He goes, you should smoke pot and then talk to Teresa. I'm like, listen, do not ruin this. Okay. This was supposed to just be a quick scene where we cut over here real fast and then go back to the ladies. Uh, but then John Fuda totally co-signs whatever Joe Gorgas says. He's clearly like, I am team Melissa. I guess they came in as Melissa and Joe's friends. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like she it, called my wife a rat. I, okay, they tried. They tried. Uh, Gorga goes a little bit like, she talked about my daughter, my daughter, and my blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, anyway, Nate, how's your wife doing over there? And then Fuda's like, why'd your wife call my wife a rat? And they kind of start talking, but then everyone else starts giggling. And thank God it just ends. And they all laugh. And I'm like, oh, thank God. I really didn't want this to turn into a thing. I want to see what Nate's about, though. Like, what life is Nate about? I want to know. What life is Nate about? I do. I want to know. What life are you about, Nate? Show me. I feel like he was ready to go. He was ready to go. But he also, I feel like he would have got up and, like, slugged John Fuda. He was like, John Fuda's not ready for it. Him and Danielle, I'm telling you, they're dome rockers. Yeah, he's like John Fuda. I was like, are you sure you want to do this? But anyway, back in Ireland, Teresa finally comes down to that dinner. I can tell that she was late. I could tell by their vibe that they were like, we've been fucking waiting here Mm -hmm. for a minute. Like they didn't show it, but I could tell they were like, the guy was like, here's your fucking whiskey, lady. Who's this person? They're like, Mm -hmm. well, just the star of the show. Jen is drinking the entire pour of whiskey, so we know that is going to piss Marge off. But what's going to piss Marge off even more is that Jen Fessler joins her. And Marge is like, how dare you? She's like, oh, no, this is not good. Because now they're drunk and Jen is drunk and that's like Marge's biggest trigger. Um, Could you imagine if like Fessler and Jen bought, oh, Marge would be so mad. Oh, yeah. I They would be great friends, I can tell. Like Fessler and Jen Aiden would get along perfectly. I could tell. They do a little like, this trip was great moment. Uh, But Danielle, this was bold. Danielle's like, are we good to Marge and Rachel? Like, are we able to be cool? And Rachel's like, no. Like, Rachel, you got to let it go. All right. You literally did go rat on Danielle. Okay. Let it go. And asks Danielle, like, what did you mean by rat or the arsenal or whatever the fuck? And Danielle was, like, ready to crack. She's like, first of all, calm the fuck down. (laughs) I'm like, I love that you are screaming that. (laughs) Doesn't, like, fully make sense. You change everything I tell you to make it me out to be the bad guy. I liked Melissa stepping in here. Granted, she was stepping in to put more blame on Jen and Teresa, but she's like, literally, why are you mad at her when she was just repeating something that she heard from Teresa and Jen? And Danielle's like, actually, she should be mad at her friend. She's staying a lot of stuff. And you could, Jen Aiden's like, I'm not looking at her. I am trying not to make eye contact because I am trying not to say what the fuck was said. I'm waiting for this thing to come out. I'm waiting for that Melissa bomb to get dropped. Yes, I don't want it to because it's just another thing that's going to come between and uh, like just let that girl have her wedding season 
Just let mm. her have the wedding season. She needs to not be messy. This like lady that's playing the games. It's not on camera. That's going like, what? Oh, what's that lady's name? You know who I'm talking Laura. about? No, the two oh. ladies with the same name. The you know who I'm talking about? Season like one, two. Uh, oh, oh, um, Kim D and Kim. Kim G. D and Kim G. Like it's given that. Like Laura is giving Kim D and Kim G. She's trying to find her angle into the show. She's like, if I keep feeding them stuff, she's already auditioned multiple times. So of course she's gonna come out with this. Oh, but I had heard this thing that the guy that she was like allegedly making out with was related to someone in the cast. Oh, I thought that was fascinating. Who? But I, where did I read this? It was, it was, I don't know. Listen, I read a whole lot of Bravo nonsense. So I don't have a source. You mean uh, Nick Barada was related to someone? No, not that guy. They were first, they were saying that there was like a rumor that it was somebody else. And so they were like somebody like, internet people were floating the story that it was like the, allegedly that it was Cabral's brother was the dude was a story that was floated like Shut that up. no oh and I, mind you do I believe that no okay but I read it <laughs> <laughs> and that's all that matters so that's why I said allegedly but I'm just saying it was a thing that I read but also they have like the pictures of the actor dude they know but well, now now that we're seeing how much Melissa and Joe just like don't want to go to the wedding and are looking for like kind of the reason not to go once that comes out and they find out that Teresa has known about it because I think what's going to happen is Teresa's going to tell Joe I think mm-hmm. or did I or this here's the problem we had so many leaks prior to the season that I can't remember if I just read this I think I read that maybe Teresa talks to Joe separately I don't know if this is on camera I can't. And remember. they like get into it or something. Yeah, I cannot remember. Um, but once that's going to come out, they're going to definitely be like, "We're not going to your fucking wedding because you're trying to destroy my marriage." So, but like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to miss out on a whole episode except for flashbacks to you talking about not being at the wedding. Mm-hmm. For what? Like, um, I under like I understand. Melissa's tired, and I would be tired too if someone is like constantly being like, "Oh, like." You cheated on him with this person. You did this. You were this, whatever. Like, everything has been thrown at this woman over all these years. I can understand why she's frustrated. But it's just like, but you know what? I honestly can't speak to that. Like, if she's decided enough is enough, and that was her last straw, was like, okay, you've assassinated my character 5011 times. Now you're doing this, but you're going to be able to hide under the cover of, like, well, I heard it from so-and-so. I heard it. Yeah. I heard it. Then the way that she, like, honestly, at this point, Melissa is just reacting. Mm-hmm. Like, she's reacting to the things. And, like, I think all of it has to be exhausting. Think about how long her and Joe have been married. And now yeah. you got a whole nother thing on top of it. Now it's like, oh, she allegedly, like, hooked up with this guy. They saw her making out in the back of a car. She's like, y'all, I'm grown. My kids are getting grown and y'all are still doing this. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So I honestly can understand it from that perspective of just being like, this is just a bridge too far. Yeah. There's, that's the thing, right? When you think you're, you've picked like, okay, I'm going to go this way. You're like, but then I'm going to go back this way. And then you're like, but, and then you go this way. And you're like, actually, and it's just like, it keeps going in a circle. The flat circle. (laughs) It's it's, It's too much. I'm exhausted. 
But then, okay, yeah. Marge, Marge pulls the, I love that people are so obsessed with me that they talk about me nonstop. Very, classic, a classic. Uh, but Danielle, her own kids, talking about Jen Aiden, know her husband fucked around her because of you. And I forgive, but I don't forget. And Marge pulls out one of her savage, Marge goes too far lines. She's like, I'm going to tell you something point blank. That's why you're going to have problems in your family your whole fucking life. You will never have a clean slate if you keep bringing up old shit. Rachel like leans in and she goes, that's not nice. That's that's not nice. That's not nice. And Fester gives her like the uh, X nay uh, cut, cut, cut. Do we yell cut? here no that's not good mm-hmm. and i'm like pretty amazed that they I, I feel like they edited a lot out of this moment because it just sort of like dissipates it's like them going not nice not nice and then they cut around to people's faces and then Teresa says like you know none of us know what's going on with families and dolores goes all right guys we got to go to bed we got to wake up in the morning and like, i feel like they cut Again, editing. It just felt choppy. It felt like we missed, like, some kind of a conclusion there. I'm telling y'all. Well, they would have kept it in if she went across that table. But Danielle. Yeah. Danielle does this thing with her eye. And I have a sister named Danielle. (laughs) And if you've grown up with a sister, you know that you, like, fight. And I know this one look from my sister that is, like, you got one more thing to say out your mouth <laughs> about what I'm saying to you from like being teenagers. And that is the look that Danielle gets on her face. And I've known a lot of Danielle's and it's, I apply to the like Elizabeth town theory that like a lot of people with similar names have very similar behaviors. So I'm telling y'all, I don't, I don't mess with, I don't cross the Danielle. I don't cross the Danielle across the board. Go the board. Look at any Danielle that's been on Jersey. We'll just say that. Stop Stop messing with these Danielles. Y'all playing too much. You go play in her face one too many times. And Marge is about to find out that Danielle is not the one. That is how I wholeheartedly feel. And Marge has been able to step out. Yeah. She Danielle Danielle's about to finally give Marge a run for her money proper. Because if you want an arsenal, I'll show you an arsenal. Exactly. Like we see in the trailer that she's just going up against her. And I'm like, Marge, you you finally caught you finally caught the right one. And it's about damn time. It is as much as I love her. Like, I I also am very much for a housewife, like reality check that needs Mm -hmm. to happen. Yes. Housewife Reality Check should be like the name of someone's podcast. Someone take it. Someone start a podcast. Put it that. out there. I'll do it. Well, yeah, there the Housewives Reality Check, where I just talk random nonsense about housewives. There you go. Like I do in real life. Yes. But I just go on my friend's podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> this was fun. I needed someone else to talk Jersey with because I was like, I, I'm going in circles. Every time I talk Jersey, well, we kind of did too, but at least it's better to do it with someone else. <laughs> It, it, listen it, because it is i told you i fell off like i was gone i came back and i was like uh and you were like i was watching the girls trip that's probably why i kept dropping girls trip so much to like come talk to you and you were like oh we're gonna do jersey and i was like oh you can't do jersey i have too many thoughts on jersey it's i know too many it's segues. so it's too so, many it's segues. so complex it but is. also not it's a con- it's confusing i can't even land on it 
It's like popcorn fluff that occasionally goes to a thriller and then bounces back into a comedy. It is all of, <laughs> just much like all of Housewives. It is all of the genres in one. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for thank having you for me, Emily. Me. This is so fun. I know. I really appreciate it. Can you tell the people that your turn to pitch yourself? It's your turn to tell the people where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can cheat, see your work. Cool. I can do that. Hi, <laughs> my name is Christina Ariel. K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. You can find me at Christina Ariel on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on TikTok, Christina Ariel Tigner. I post about Star Wars. I post myself in costumes. I'm a cosplayer. I post about <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons because I play Dungeons and Dragons on such shows as Critical Role and Dimension 20. So you can go and watch those things. Also, you can watch Headless Sleepy Hollow Story on the Shipwreck Comedy YouTube. It's very much fun. I hope you enjoy it. The episodes aren't longer than like 18 minutes. So it's a really quick 10 episodes. Enjoy it. It's also available in complete club format. So we have that. But yes, you can also watch my show on StarWars.com forward slash The Higher Public. It is Star Wars The Higher Public show. I talk about the Higher Public era of Star Wars. And you can also check out clips on StarWars.com right now. I hosted Star Wars Celebration in London. I just got back from that. And there's an interview with Hayden huge. Christensen. Yeah. I like that I was literally huge. Bro, I introduced him and I said straight from my locker in high school to the stage, Hayden Christensen. And I ended up going and like finding like the exact poster and showing him like I really did have this poster in my locker. That and was it, huge. It, it was a great show. We had a lot of really cool guests. So if you're into Star Wars at all, if you're into Andor, if you're into any of the Wars of the Stars, go and check out <laughs> some of that footage from Star Wars Celebration because it really is great. And just keep up with me on Twitter and Instagram. That's where I post stuff and say hi. Love that. That was, that was great. That was yeah. great. All right, guys. Stay tuned for the Summer House recap. Wait, what? Okay, update on my cozy earth purchase. If you tuned in last week, you know that I used my own code to buy the bamboo stretch knit pant and I'm wearing them right now. I haven't really taken them off. They are the softest and honestly, most flattering pair of cozy pants I've ever purchased. Yes, I've worn them out of the house. When I went to Trader Joe's, I was like, yeah, I can tell you're looking at me. I can tell people are like, where'd you get those flattering, elegant cozy pants. There's a reason why Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorite things. Okay. Honestly, this 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 stuff, this is that uh, responsibly sourced viscous from bamboo. It is so soft. All the products at Cozy Earth come with a 10-year warranty. So I'm going to put that to the test. Cozy Earth did send me, this was the gift that I got, you know, one of the perks. They sent me their bamboo sheets, their bedding. It It's temperature regulating, which I've never experienced before. And I like a nice cool to the touch sheet. And oh my God, I've never felt anything like it. It is so, I love shaving my legs and getting into them and just, you know what I'm talking about, right? When you just rub your leg back and forth on that cool sheet. Oh my God. They are so soft. I'm telling you, this viscous from bamboo is it. Cozy Earth also does premium bath products that's made from viscous from bamboo. They offer a plush collection as well as their new waffle collection. And Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for my listeners today. 35% off site-wide when you use the code SHESPEAKS. 
So go to CozyEarth.com, browse around, use my code SHESPEAKS, and use the discount 35% off. How could you do this to me? Question mark. I love bread. And honestly, I have never smelled anything better than bread coming out of the oven. What if I told you you could get all of that deliciousness without any of the work involved? Well, you can. From Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I'm actually pissed that they sponsored this podcast because they sent me a box. I have a freezer full of delicious breads, pastas, and pastries. And unlike typical supermarket bread, Wild Grain uses a slow fermentation process and it's easier on your belly, lower in sugar, and rich in nutrients and antioxidants. So what does that mean? I ate it because I was like, well, it's better for me. Mm. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. You'll also, you'll never run the risk of getting bored with wild grain because they're constantly adding new seasonal and limited time special items to try. And think of it like this. If you ever have company coming over and you're like, oh my God, I need something special. You've got this loaf of like focaccia or sourdough or like a baguette and you can throw it in the oven. So when they come in, they're like, what is that? You're like, oh, some freshly baked bread. (laughs) Plus for every new member, Wild Grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank. So you can eat good and do good all at the same time. All you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash she speaks and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. It's easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash she speaks to start your subscription, you heard me free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash she speaks. I know. Amazing. That's wildgrain.com slash she speaks, or you can use promo code. She speaks at checkout. Don't activate me because you've not seen me activate it. All right. Summer house. You, you fucking bastard you i i know that we're not supposed to love we're not supposed to love lindsay and carl fighting but you know honestly it was good tv (laughs) so i i actually enjoyed it a little bit uh but anyway let's start from the beginning per usual and work our way through it together um I'm not going to say you guys may not like my takes because I'm going to be fair, but I I see how the television show filming aspect of this really played a part in how this friendship uh, broke apart. And I'll explain more. Because we pick up on Danielle screaming into the pillow. And... I'm going to break down what I think that was about. And what I think that was about was, and this is unfortunate. So, okay, from the top. (laughs) Danielle came into this season already resentful of 
Danielle, I mean, of Lindsay and Carl, like, sort of excluding her. Like, they were the, they were the three amigos, and then they get together, and Danielle is like, wait, hold on, how come they're kind of excluding me? Probably in her mind, she thought, nothing's going to change, they're just going to be in a relationship. But... That wasn't the case. And so she's got like little resentments happening and they're building up and they're building up and they're kind of there's sort of just the two of them hanging out, just the two of them all in, all in a little codependenty. But Danielle might be a little codependenty herself on her friends, namely uh, Lindsay. And when you have a dynamic friend like that, you can maybe be a little codependent because we've seen Lindsay get mad at Danielle. Remember when that that season where uh, Lindsay knew about Kyle cheating and she told Danielle and then Danielle went and told Paige uh, and then she Dan- Lindsay gets so mad at Danielle. And it's one thing to get mad, but the way Lindsay gets mad is so intense. And Danielle may have relationships with women maybe her mom where you don't want to make them mad and so she might be sort of duplicating that sort of dynamic where she could have some sort of a codependent dynamic with Lindsay and so when that friendship starts to separate she might get resentful like what the fuck I'm always I always have your back I always support you no matter what even though no one asked her to Maybe Lindsay does have that expectation, though. It does kind of seem to me that Lindsay does expect that from her friend. Um, But does Lindsay give that in return? I would say no. I would say not necessarily. She didn't really have Danielle's back after the glass throwing incident. Um, But regardless, Danielle still made the choice to let that dynamic be the case. She didn't really call Lindsay out prior to this. But these are the resentments that are building. Here they are. They're building. I'm not putting blame on either party. I'm just, I'm like, this is what I think is happening and why she's calling it moving too fast. I think it's not moving too fast. I think she's like, I can't catch it. And I'm not a part of it. And also, there's the aspect of filming. There's this part of it that's like, where is she in the cast then? Where is she on the show? So they come into this season where she's kind of feeling a little left out of their lives. But she is going to ride hard for them regardless, just like she did last season. And here she comes to Carl's defense when Kyle's like, like, Carl did coke and, you know, whatever. And no one asked her to do that, but that's what she will do because for her, that is how she proves that she loves someone. And even though there's resentment there and maybe like she's not even aware of it, she will do that. And she will think that she'll be rewarded for that. And she'll be rewarded for that by being included, by being a part of the show. But here's Lindsay and Carl. They go out to a club one night and they're just off together. And Danielle's like, okay, but like, I've kind of only been your friends this whole time. Like, Kyle, yes, he's a friend, but he's been with Amanda. And, like, I've been with Lindsay, and we've had a huge war with these other people. Where do I go now? You guys aren't even thinking about me. You're just cool with leaving me out completely? Like, what are you doing? And 
is that selfish? Yeah. But I also like I I implore I I I implore of you to maybe consider that it's also, you know, kind of shitty of them to not think of her at all. She is a friend and I I think it is fair to say like, "Oh, that's kind of shitty, guys." Like she is your she is a friend. Like you you are being a little bit dismissive and forgetting about her and is it their job to give her people to film with and do and have a storyline? No, but that's a factor. That's a total fucking factor. So weekend after weekend, she's showing up and they don't give a fuck about her really. And she's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to like do the stuff and you're not including me and I'm feeling left out. You won't go to Montauk with me. You won't. And that those little things are adding on to the resentments. And now she knows they're going to do this proposal storyline. And I feel like she, I feel like it, it's selfish, yes, because uh, it's self-centered, but it's like, I'm being totally left out. And she will say, I'm being totally left out. She will be honest about that. Um, but I think that's what moving too fast is, because it doesn't make sense, the moving too fast. Like, when we're all doing the math, we're like, is that? I think it's moving too fast. I think that's what it means, though. And I... I don't, yes, I know a bunch of people are like, well, that's what happens when you get in a relationship. Sure. But I also think that there's some onus like, but that's kind of shitty that they just like are kind of ditching their friend. Like, well, okay, but you know, and they're kind of seeming to ditch all their friends. Um, Like, well, I guess Kyle doesn't count. That's That sucks. But Kyle doesn't count because he sort of asked for it. Um, And they are maintaining other friendships like Luke and Andrea and those people that we know, at least there's other, they have a million other friends too. But uh, there is definitely a vibe of codependency though, that even I'm picking up on just watching this. Uh, But again, it's filming. It's a very extreme scenario. Filming is so intense, so intense. So I'm thinking this is what the screaming into the pillow was just like, ah, I can't get a, I can't get a hold of this. Like I can't, like I don't know anything that's going on. I feel so disconnected, and like that's never been the case. I never thought for a second I would feel so disconnected from from you guys. Um, I do think she loves. I do think she loves them together. I do think she wants them to be happy. I do think um, that she has concerns. Sure, but I do think that unfortunately she is lost in her own triggers and is, hear me out, um, being not manipulated, that's not the right word, but guided by producers. Because here's what producers do. God, I'm doing a whole lot of pre, pre-log before I get into the episode. I thought I was ready to jump in, but I'm not. So here's what a producer would do. They look for a story, right? And so going into the season, they know the whole house pretty much doesn't believe and buy the whole Lindsay Carl thing. They know that because they they have to do like pre-interviews to figure out what what's your story this season? Well, Amanda's is going to be her period, her, you know, pregnancy, her issues getting pregnant and all that stuff. That's Amanda and Kyle's kind of. Kyle's is he's having issues with Carl at Loverboy. Obviously, we know Lindsay and Carl's. And Danielle's was probably like up in the air. They probably didn't really know what Danielle's was because she was coming in like, 
cool with everybody. Cool with everybody. Everything's cool. And they're like, all right, Danielle's going to be Danielle. Yet again, we don't really have a whole lot. She seems to be cool with Robert, I guess. But maybe her storyline could be like, what's the next step with Robert? Robert works a lot. Maybe we can try to dig around there. There seems to maybe be a little bit of something going on there. So there's that. Definitely wasn't Lindsay and Danielle having issues. I doubt she said anything with how hard she went for that, like went, like went against Kyle, like defending them. I really doubt that she told producers going into the season, like, yeah, I'm fucking pissed at Lindsay. I doubt that. So they, I doubt that they were ready for that at all. Then, uh, let's, who else was there in the cast? Then you got Paige and Craig. What are we going to do? Uh, Sierra, what's her storyline? Whatever. So you get what I'm saying. They, they, they figure out where the storylines are and what they're going to follow. So clearly the number one storyline is going to be Carl, Lindsay, and the whole house has issues with them, which is horrible. Which I'm like, is that why you didn't want Luke and Andrea there to balance it out? Because... I don't, I I really can't figure out why they didn't want them back. Cause like Andre, maybe because Lexi didn't want to film, so they were like, "What's the point of having Andrea there without his girlfriend?" Fair. Well, what's Luke's? What's your excuse with Luke? You needed one more guy. Excuse me. Maybe Luke wasn't testing well. Maybe Luke, because they do tests. They do like literally like, "What's your opinions on this person? This person?" And then they get them back. I wonder if Luke's were just like so bad. And they're like, Luke, you're not. I mean, I can't wait to see what Chris's are, okay? Anyway, so they start filming. And the Montauk thing happens where Lindsay doesn't go to Montauk. And they notice a little bit of a fray with Danielle and with Lindsay. They also notice that, um, was that before or after Danielle talks to the girls about Lindsay and Carl? I can't remember. Was that, it was, I can't remember now. But basically, the producers are trying to figure out like where to follow story, what to talk about, because they talk to everybody. You know, they see all the scenes and they are like kind of trying to gauge what to follow, what to set, not set up, but like you have to set up cameras and you have to schedule things, you know. And so I feel like when they saw the cracks, like with the Montauk thing, and they saw like, okay, well, even Danielle's kind of having concerns about Carl and Lindsay. This could really, this could be a nice change. Ooh, we could follow this. Like Danielle and Lindsay even are having issues. And honestly, that is just bad producing. It never goes well when besties don't get along. It only goes well if they fight a little bit and then they make up. That's the only way it goes well. So they most likely followed that story. They let the dinner, like where Danielle, you know, kind of, the way they edited it, at least, it made it look like Danielle said some wild shit to Lindsay and in front of the wrong people and was like, what the fuck is going on here? Then from there, what they will do is they will continue to kind of plant seeds because they talk to these, they talk to them all the time. They're texting with them. They're chatting with them. They're helping them understand certain things. So then we get this seeming resolution. Was it great? No, because Danielle didn't acknowledge that she had a, uh, 
said something in front of this group of girls when she shouldn't have because she didn't admit that. She just said it was like no big deal. Um, and B, uh, d- didn't seem to really apologize for talking behind her back again. Like she, she well, she kind of did though. I take that back because Lindsay and Danielle talked about that in person right after Paige tells Lindsay, like, well, Danielle thinks you're moving too fast. Danielle and Lindsay talk and she says, you're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. And says she's sorry. So let's give her that. After the Kyle's birthday, the hoedown, the next is the housewarming party, right? And I said last week, it felt like something happened. Felt like something was said. I would guarantee a producer talked to Lindsay and said something like, well, yeah, you know, Danielle has been talking to the girls and to other people about X, Y, and Z. And it doesn't take much for Lindsay to get pissed again. Because Lindsay came into that conversation like, okay, well, you want me to check in on you, but like, <laughs> you're not you're not being – like, she had an attitude. And I wouldn't be surprised if a producer kind of planted something that got her a little pissed off. Now, here's the issue with Danielle, because Danielle's also getting information. And Danielle's kind of – green you know prior to this i noted last season that she was doing a lot of like the producers will ask them to say like hey guys it's been a really great season right i'm so excited the sun and they'll like cheers right to a great summer and they'll do those like kind of stagey sort of moments danielle was doing a bit of those last season because she's probably like a producer's dream she's easy she's malleable she's sweet and they're and we'll be like, sure, of course, because she's been doing this for so long and she doesn't she doesn't really make a lot of waves. And she's honestly not had to do too much in terms of like driving story. She's just kind of been able to support and um Lindsay's taken the major brunt of it and she's sort of helped, you know. But now this is different. Now she's got her own major story, and a producer is like Okay, so here's the thing. Like, why don't you, because you don't have anyone else to go film with besides the other chicks, why don't you go talk to them about what's going on? And it's like, oh, shit. Because where else is Danielle going to film? Who's she going to film with? Nobody. And they're, as producers, trying to get the cast camera time and film together. And it in their mind, it's like probably good producing. And Danielle is green when it comes to how this looks and how this will play out. And let me tell you what Lindsay Hubbard is not, and that is naive. She will not let you put her in a scene where they're going to do – she's like, uh-uh, fuck that. Abs- Remember when Sierra wanted to talk to her at her birthday party? <laughs> Lindsay was like, nope, not happening. Absolutely not happening. Granted, I think she was just drunk and didn't want her buzz killed. But there's an element of that which that's like, I'm not doing another scene. We're not do- filming another scene right now. We're not doing this, okay? Not happening. She is savvy. She was a PR person. Is she still? But so I, I think that now we've got Danielle being told by producers for the first time, like, go chat with them. And Danielle is being... It, I swear in her head, 
she's like, well, I mean, Lindsay's like not in a fight with them actively. And I'm saying this to Lindsay's face. I'm telling her to her face, you're moving too fast. It's not like she's denying it when she gets in front of Lindsay. She's saying, yes, I think you're moving too fast. But it's so different when you then go film a scene and it's going to play out. Lindsay knows that. And that's why Lindsay's like, do you fucking realize what you're fucking doing? You're fucking giving them all of this ammunition now. And it's such a betrayal. And producers are feeding this. They're like, this is the story. We've really got the story now. And now it is growing and growing as opposed to helping them get back together. But honestly, Danielle doesn't have anybody else but everybody else. There's no one else on this cat. Like, no one likes fucking Lindsay. It's crazy. It's just absurd to me that all the women dislike Lindsay. Does that say something about Lindsay? Kind of. You know? It's nuts that every single person doesn't like her. Like, what the hell are we missing? Are they just threatened by her? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to me. But that's where I'm at. (laughs) I'm at the place where I'm like, wow. Producers really helped manipulate this and exacerbate it. They exacerbated it so much that now here we are. Because, you know, producers can be a little toxic too. They're instincts aren't necessarily the healthiest and so their instinct was like oh okay okay this is good this is good well let's let's have danielle go talk to the girls about it because that'll be a good scene and those girls are chomping at the bit to get someone else Lindsay's best friend to talk about this and so and don't get me wrong it's on danielle for doing it But she's just not savvy to this. This is, it doesn't track in her head. And also, who the fuck is she going to film with? You know, she needs this job. It's not like she can afford to lose it. She's a startup entrepreneur. She needs the money. And those two, Carl and Lindsay, aren't giving a fuck about her. They're doing their own thing. Lindsay is only concerned about her romance storyline. That is it. And... Danielle's written out of that. Danielle is not considered in that whatsoever. And I get it. You guys are going to, some people are going to be like, well, that's her problem. I get it. But I have a heart. I'm sorry. And I don't leave my friends out. I don't. And that's maybe a fault of my own. I am single. And take that what you will. Because I don't have a family. I don't have a husband. So I don't get that side of it. And I'm sure if I did, I would feel a whole lot different. So I'm probably not the market and the demographic for this. But um, I just wouldn't like when I was in a relationship, granted, it was a very unhappy relationship. So still can't relate. I if a friend said to me like, oh, my God, I'm really feeling neglected. I would just kick into a different gear. I'd be like, what the oh, my God. Okay, what do we need to do? And I just, because I'm an empath, I, that's me. I feel the feeling and I don't want anyone else to feel that way. I've also ha- been the one who's left out. I still feel left out all the time. That's like a normal feeling. I'm like, why does everyone hang out without me? That's just like a feeling I always have. So 
you know, Lindsay is cutthroat like that. And this is why I don't think that they will end up back together again as friends. I don't. I think that Danielle is the type of person who will be including people at all times, even if she's met a man that she loves so much and will be, you know, whisked off her feet. I don't think that she's someone who would do what Lindsay's doing. And Lindsay's like, fucking deal with it. Okay, this is how it is. Um, and Lindsay's going to just find people who Lindsay even has like she wished someone a happy birthday, not uh, yesterday or something day before that was like, I love you so much to this friend of mine who got engaged a month before me or two weeks before me. And so we could go on this journey together. And I was like, oof, I bet that stings for Danielle because she's like, well, fuck me. Am I right? I can't relate to this. And. You know, Danielle was there for Lindsay through all the bad relationships. And now that she's in a happy one, Danielle's just like, oh, okay. Well, Danielle, you're not in the city. It's like, fuck, goddamn. So they're just different people fundamentally. And Danielle deserves does Danielle deserves a very sensitive friend. And Lindsay deserves some, you know, diff- different type of energy. And it's like you hit those forks in the road and I'm done grieving this friendship. I am I'm not hoping for resolution. It is a relief for me that I'm done hoping for resolution. That may be a bummer to some people hearing that, but I'm like, okay, we're done. I don't want Danielle pleading with Lindsay anymore. It's too painful to watch because she's also fucked up. You know, she has Danielle, you fucked up. You haven't apologized for the part you should be apologizing for, you know? Do I even need to recap this? Like, if I can I just, like, talk? You know, like, in a conversation with Carl. But he, I got to say, okay, so in her conversation with Carl, Carl doesn't even seem to – I don't feel like Carl is saying, like, okay, I could be a better friend too, you know? Instead, he is very concerned with the fact that he thought she might have a problem with him. This did shine a light for me, though, it because it made me realize, like, oh, okay, I think I'm getting why Carl has, like, a nervous energy in general. And that is because he's probably still got a ton of shame about his using days. And I can relate to that. I can relate to that. You know, I I will still, I'll still remember some stuff I did when I was in my bad drinking and drugging phases. And I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to think about it. Oh, God. Or someone will bring up someone like, oh, remember so-and-so? And I'm like, oh, yeah, please, Jesus, don't. Okay. And so that kind of made sense why he was, like, nervous almost. And all he really needed to hear from Danielle was like, no, no, I don't not want you for Lindsay because you're a bad person. He's like, oh, okay. Like, I thought maybe you had a problem with me and was like relieved. And that was kind of his only agenda turned out, um, which was a little bit selfish in a way, but um, he's a recovering addict. So I got to tell you, recovering addicts are typically pretty selfish if they're just concerning themselves with sobriety. Uh, But he's in therapy, right? But um, I kind of I wish he had been like, wow, I didn't realize that you needed 
you needed more from us as a friend. And we can totally include you. Like, you can come over to the house. Come hang out with us. You can come over whenever. Like, maybe they cut it out. They didn't feel like they did. But Danielle seemed satisfied with the conversation and she felt good about it. But, um, yeah. So, okay, now I'm going to get in. So we finish up the conversation with Danielle. It seems to go well. They cut over to the converse- to the party at the bar where Sam and Corey are making out, and Lindsay is clearly drunk. Sam then calls Gabby, who's like, come to the Southampton social. And nothing sounded worse to me. You're cozy on a couch, and they're like, come out. And I'm like, no. But then Lindsay gets on the phone, and she's like, I just called Carlito. Where is he? <laughs> I was like, this is already bad. And then when Carl comes, you could see Kyle's like, don't say what he's doing. Like, don't. What was what did Gabby even say? She's like, he's uh, in the office. Uh, but then Carl comes out and she's like, it's Lindsay. And then when Lindsay doesn't get on the phone, Carl's like, oh. so he just goes off. Probably He's probably like trying to call her. He's like, hello, hello, I'm here. Hi, sorry. Probably terrified. And Kyle's like, how did it go? Danielle says, great, we're good. So then they get home and Carl is so overly nice. He's like, hey, babe. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm like, all right. It's just like it's so like schmaltzy and just like over the top. And I guess this is their love language, but I don't get it. I don't. And Lindsay jumps on him and she's like, are you okay? Are you sure? All in babe voice. Are you sure? And Carl goes, yeah, I mean, I was a little anxious to talk to Danielle. And then Lindsay's voice totally changes and she goes, what did she say? (laughs) And Carl's like, well, you know, like she said before, she hoped that you would maybe like poke and prod a little more. And she's like, I have to be the one that pokes and prods. That figures it all out. (laughs) Like, this is, I honestly hate that they're fighting because it gives ammunition, but it doesn't, like, all couples fight. And if they're willing to fight more, then I'm happy to see them on TV because it's, like, entertaining. And Carl's like, I just wanted to make sure that she doesn't have an issue with me in the relationship with you. And Lindsay, I'm glad that you move forward For some reason, she won't move forward with me. For some reason, it's all my fault. And Carl, this was like, this was the fundamental difference in the two of them. Carl's like, don't think like that. You guys are friends. The fundamental difference here is just like he did with Kyle. Carl doesn't go into the conversations ready to eviscerate the person, which is kind of what Lindsay did, in my opinion, when she spoke to Danielle at her housewarming party. She goes in, she's like, are you ready? Because I'm about to prove to you how wrong you are and how right I am. As where Carl goes in trying to look for a resolution because he's like, we're friends. Okay, we're friends. We're going to figure this out. And this is the fundamental difference. Clearly, Lindsay's trigger is being the, being the one to – She's it's all my fault. I don't know who did this to her in her past. Maybe this happened with her mom because remember her mom left. Maybe she blamed Lindsay. But it's an old trigger and it gets Lindsay going every time. And it's also a through line on the show. So it's her thing. It's her loop. And once it gets tapped, it's 
over. <laughs> and Lindsay is so condescending. She's like, I thought you were actually going to have, you know, like an opinion. And now Danielle is listening. And Lindsay's like, so how did you feel good about it, huh? And Carl goes, because she told me that she doesn't have an issue with, you know, you and our relationship. And Lindsay's like not even making sense. She goes, oh, so you don't give a fuck that she has an issue with me? The whole thing is being blamed on me. And Carl realizes right there. As soon as she cusses and and doesn't actually respond to what he just said because he's like, I just I just told you that she said she doesn't have an issue with you, whatever. He's like, forget it. So he he gets up and goes, I'm not doing this right now. And Lindsay goes, of course, defensive. And now Carl is walking up to go to the room and the whole house can hear. And Lindsay's following him. And Liz, you only care about how you're being perceived in this entire situation. You don't care about me. And Carl isn't even looking at her, but he's still talking. He's like, I do. That's so ridiculous for you to say. <laughs> Lizzie, because if you cared about me in this whole situation, and it's just ridiculous drunk talk, right? But meanwhile, they're all in the room hiding. And it reminds me of the episode of Friends where Ross and Rachel are fighting and they hide in the room. And someone, I think it's Paige, is like, we can't be deathly quiet because then it's obvious. And then Kyle just like jumps up and down because it's like you get so, you get so nervous. <laughs> I was cracking up. This is sort of what summer house is good for because they all live in a share house together. And, you know, they all like you, you just experience this shit. You can't help it. You're like in close quarters, you know. And Carl is they're now in the room. So Carl's like, I had not talked to her. So I needed to have a conversation with her to make sure she didn't have a problem with me. And then Lindsay, uh, uh, wrong thing to say, Carl. How dare you? With you. So now that you've talked to her, you don't care. She still has an issue with me. And you don't get a fuck that she has an issue with me. And he's just like, no, that's no. And he, he goes, that's not true. And then she goes, yes, it is. You just said that. <laughs> I didn't say that at all. But when you're watching this, like, your drunk brain hears things, you know? It just hears things. It translates things. <laughs> and you're so convinced you've heard that. Yes, you did. You said it. Oh, it's so good. It was like healing. I was like, oh, up until a point. And then it was like, this is going on a little long. <laughs> like, this is going on way too long. Then Danielle and Kyle, like, meet in the kitchen. And Danielle explains, like, this is what started it. And then the rest of the girls come down. Kyle's like, guys, Lindsay seems pretty drunk to me. But I think it was, I can't remember, I, I can't remember who it was, but someone's like, she didn't seem that drunk. I'm like, guys. But then back in the room, Carl is asleep and he has, or not asleep, but he has the covers over his head. And Lindsay turns out the lights and she's like, babe, babe. And then she goes, Ugh, you always get so mad. <laughs> like what? She's the only one that's been yelling. 
Oh my God, Kyle, Gabby, Sierra, and I guess Danielle, I didn't see her get in. They all get in that Uber and go out to meet up with Sam and Corey, I guess. I don't know. Paige and Amanda stay in, but and that is literally me. I am, that is me. Oh, hell no, I'm not going out. So Carl and Lindsay are still in their bed talking. Now it's the it's that like black light. Oh, I have a cat hair on my lip. Ew. Uh, it's that black light, you know, where I don't even know how they turn that shit on. So it's spooky lights where their eyes are like glowing. <laughs> and Carl's like, it's hard to have a conversation when you're literally and she goes asking questions. Yeah, that's what it is. And Carl goes, just everything I say feels like the wrong thing. And Lindsay goes, well, that's on you. Don't put that on me. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. And Carl's like, okay. And then she goes, so why are you mad? Paige and Amanda are like in Paige's room listening, like eating. <laughs> or no, they're like sucking on a lollipop or popsicle or something. And Lindsay goes, why can't you just have a normal fucking conversation? <laughs> oh, my God. So then Carl repeats what he told her about the Danielle conversation. He's like, she does not have an issue with me and you and our relationship. She doesn't necessarily have an issue with you. It's just things have changed and she wishes things were a little different. You're putting this literally all on me when you two and Lindsay's like, I'm not putting it all on you. I'm asking for you to be a fucking partner to me. We're getting we're getting down and dirty. Now it's starting to turn and get to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm not laughing anymore. And he's like, I am being a partner to you. And part of being a partner is telling you to have a conversation with her. And then Lindsay takes it to a place of hand gestures. She goes, I've had three. And gets right in his face and puts it in his face like that. I want my boyfriend to be like, you were a piece of shit to my girlfriend. Go apologize now. Okay, now we are in weird territory. <laughs> Let's see. Now we are saying things that we shouldn't say. And Carl's like, you're just being rude. And then now the loop, real bad loop. This is yet again on me. And it goes on and on. I'm glad it's it's all on me. I'm glad you feel better. It's all on me. Yet again, you feel because I don't and you did not help that. And Carl, yes, I know. I'm a horrible person. And Lynn, oh, pity party. Pity party. You always want a pity party. <laughs> so bad. So bad. And see, you guys got to say, this is why Carl, I'm telling you, this is why Carl was like, hey, uh, I could use a little support in my sobriety. Uh, do you think maybe you could join me in my sobriety? Because I don't think he was ready to say to her, I can't handle you when you drink. You're too much. Because she'd freak out. So I think that's why he framed it as like, I could use some support. Want to try? Want to do it with me? Because this is what happens when she drinks a lot. You say the wrong thing and boom. Lindsay goes, has it ever occurred to you that I have fucking feelings? <laughs> 
Carl then gets up and I think he goes to like the bathroom or something. And I like how Lindsay like looks up like, where are you going? He comes back to bed. I thought they go to commercial break. I thought for sure that was done. I'm like, okay, finally, like I need this fight to end. And they come back from commercial break only for us to get one more little tiny bit where she goes, I would love for me to not have to worry, even on my birthday. Couldn't even have a day before my birthday. Couldn't even have a day after my birthday. It's all about you. Well, that's rich. So the hooligans come home around two, and it's like debauchery. And Corey doesn't go to bed with Sam that night because he says that he was like the cute friend in high school. So that's why he's not the aggressive one. He always wants to make them come to him. All right. Shut up! That is so stupid! If you have been following me for a minute, you may remember my hair. I wouldn't even call it a hair journey. I'd call it a hair tragedy when my hair was shedding like crazy. It was like the movie The Craft when Christine Taylor's in the shower and she's like, oh my God, my hair. It was like that. Uh, and I vented to my friend who's been a hairstylist forever. And she was, she'd been dealing with that because uh, after her second kid, her hair was thinning and shedding. I guess it's super common for postpartum. So she was suggesting a serum and she even admitted, I won't say the name of the serum, the company, but she was like, it's not great. It's helping a little bit. So when Nutrafol sponsored this podcast, I sent her some of that product that they sent me and she's like, wow, this is working way better than just the serum. And that is because their natural supplements use medical grade ingredients to target root causes of thinning hair and promote healthy hair growth. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for women. It's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. From postpartum to menopause, and no matter the root cause, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using natural, drug-free medical grade ingredients, so you get the most reliable results. Go to Nutrafol.com to take their health hair wellness quiz. I love a quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through whole body wellness. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, whether that be stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported hair growth after six months. 86%. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code she speaks. Find out why over 3,500 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code she speaks. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code she speaks. Enough! So the next day, Carl gets his ass up before Lindsay. He's like, get me out of here. And Carl's confessional is, excuse me. Since Lindsay's been drinking, he's been struggling with how to navigate it. Been drinking again, I should say. 
Uh, but he knows what it's like to have seven or eight drinks and then something gets twisted and you get angry. Yeah, it's exactly that. Like you say, someone says the wrong thing. You're like, what'd you say? And and it sucks for the person on the receiving end because you can see what's happening. You're like, I just need you to like sleep this off. But they want to keep going like, no, I know exactly what's – I'm not drunk. And you're like, okay. And then the worst thing you can say, you cannot say, you're just drunk. Don't say that. Mm-mm. Because then all hell breaks loose. <sighs> Gabby and Sam and Danielle are in like the bathroom getting ready because they all share that room. And they're chatting about Lindsay. And – um Sam and Gabby were like, oh, she was having fun. And Danielle's like, well, there was a fight, which I'm surprised. Or Sam was, Sam is saying that. I'm sorry. Sam was like, she was having fun. And Danielle's like, well, there was a fight. And Sam is giving her thoughts on the whole thing. And literally as she's saying the word Lindsay, Lindsay comes into the bathroom. That was giving me such nerves. And Lindsay's like, why are you doing your makeup? What's happening? You can feel that hangover anxiety on Lindsay. You can feel it. We all, we've all been there. You can feel it. She's like, okay, I'm a little freaked out. Don't fully remember everything. And I, I like that Gabby says, how was your night? Because there were raised voices. I'm like, okay, good. We're going to acknowledge it. We're not going to like deny it. Danielle's like, I'm going to go get my morning beer. And I wasn't, I was amazed just how uncomfortable this was because Danielle walks out and right away Lindsay's talking loud. She's like, I was like, how was your conversation with Danielle? I'm like, damn, okay. She's right there. And he was like, you have to talk to her. And I was like, I've already talked to her and I just get confused. And Sam goes, so, okay, your relationship is still like a question mark. <laughs> they basically were like, so that's why you fought? They didn't get it. I think for Lindsay, it's like this is the second time you've gone to have a conversation with someone that I feel has wronged me, and you've come out of it like we're we're cool. And Lindsay's like, I need someone to have my fucking back. <sighs> All right, in the kitchen, they're gathering for their activities, and Carl comes down, and Lindsay and Carl are acting like nothing happens, um, and it's odd because they go to a they go to a Danielle confessional now mind you this is editing and in the confessional producer prompts Danielle like how did you feel about Carl and you know Lindsay coming down the, or not you know not talking about it the next day see I'm seeing a lot of tweets being like this is so weird of Danielle to say Danielle may have not said it in relation to just that moment they may have never talked about it they may have never acknowledged it like when when confessionals are edited into something that doesn't count guys that doesn't count at all so as much as i'm going to hold danielle accountable for stuff trust me that's coming up that you can't that doesn't count they prompt them to say shit and they piece it where they want to piece it i do think it's fucking weird because at least when Ky- – I can't believe I'm going to say this. At least when Kyle and Amanda fought, we watched them make up. We watched them talk about it. Instead, we're not going to get that. We're going to get zero of this on camera. So they're going to just show us the fight and then act like nothing happened. That's annoying. 
As a reality TV watcher, I would like to see the makeup. We always get the makeup. With every couple that's fought, we watch them make up. But now we're not going to get it because they're so concerned about the image of themselves because they're so defensive. But honestly, I got to stop for a second, guys. How many couples have we seen that have everybody rooting against them? A lot. But they show us everything. So it's a little ridiculous. I get that we like to, you know, protect people that we love, but it is a little ridiculous that they're not going to show them talking through what happened and Lindsay saying, I should not have lost my cool like that. I should not have talked to you like that. That wasn't acceptable. She gets a pass because we're mad at Danielle and we're mad at the rest of the house. But that's not fucking cool. But we're mad at Danielle because she had this confessional where she's like, I, you know, you guys are moving too fast. You're acting like you're perfect and you're not. I'm sorry. I'm siding with Danielle on this one because she was prompted by a producer. You see how producers are shady? See how they can be a little shady and add to shit? And then the editors come in and place it there and stir everybody up. It's absurd that we don't get to see them talk about that. That fight was gross towards the end there. I'm like, okay, Linz, go to bed. Turn around and shut up. So we need to kind of take down the savagery just a little bit. I did like her Danielle's confessional look, though. I like that purple look. But we did like we're not gonna get to watch you guys discuss that horrible communication. No, nothing? Okay, cool. Great. All right, the girls go shopping, and Chris leads them in some drill army thing. Yet again, this is his contribution. Okay. Um, the girls are, when they're shopping, They, talk, I like how Gabby, I, I would not pay Gabby as someone who doesn't like affection. Um, she seems like someone who would like affection, so that was interesting. She doesn't even like hugs. And then Paige tells a story about how when she's with Craig, um, she's so short and I guess her arms are too long. Um, so he just grabs her wrist or something. And one time they were at the airport and it looked like she was being kidnapped. <laughs> ah, amazing. But they pull up and hear the sports thing going on and they're like, oh, all right, this is what we have to join. Paige and Gabby join. And they're playing it like playing. I don't even understand exactly what it is. It's just like run away and get pegged with something, which is like, okay. But they're playing with hard boiled eggs, which are actually like Amanda's. That's Amanda's food. Um, and then they switch to balloons, but it doesn't quite have the same impact. So that is over. Uh, but then Paige, Amanda and Sierra go check their fertility results. And Paige and Amanda's are normal, but Sierra's are under are under the average number of eggs. And that's not great. And apparently, Sierra's always wanted kids. So this was sad. But great that she found out now. Right? Great that she's found out now so she can prepare and she can look into what she needs to be doing, if there's anything she can be doing. So yeah, modern fertility, way to go. Now the big one. Outside, Kyle, Danielle, and Carl chill on that, like, patio furniture stuff. I love that Kyle has eaten a lot of cookies because I relate. Kyle asks Danielle how it's been going with her and Lindsay. Uh, and Danielle says she thought it was going okay. 
into her birth, but then going into the birthday, like, it wasn't so great. But after talking with Carl, she's like, okay, so maybe she just wants to hear that I am 1,000% in support of her relationship. And that was a weird thing. I'm like, well, yeah, that's – she's kind of said over and over again, Danielle, that she – doesn't like her only issue that she keeps bringing up is that she keeps hearing you're talking shit about her relationship so like yes that's what she wants to hear like okay but carl's like maybe i didn't do a good job of retelling how the conversation went because you know it, we didn't do too well yesterday so kyle asks danielle point blank have you been as direct and honest with Lindsay as you have been with carl and the answer is no you have not said outright, well, I don't know. I guess when they said, when they talked at that hoedown, she's like, you don't check in on me enough. And that's what I need from you. I need you to check in on me enough. So uh, half and half. Danielle thinks so, but she doesn't, uh, she doesn't need me anymore. That's how it feels, she said. She might not need me anymore, and that's cool, and I'm happy for you, why don't you check in on me? You know, it doesn't have to be World War Three. just to ask. Basically, why does it have to be World War Three when I ask for something? Uh, and this is hard because for someone like Lindsay, when you say like, hey, you're not checking in on me, she's going to hear that as such like a slight. You know, she's going to be like, well, what do you mean? Well, wh well, you know, because it, it's like, no, no, no. Okay. It just it's a simple like, oh, fuck. Okay. You know what? I have been a little self-absorbed. You know what I mean? But like Lindsay will take that to heart, especially after Lindsay's heard that you talked to Paige about her relationship. And so uh, Lindsay comes down and she's like, what are you guys talking about? And Carl goes, well, you actually. And I'm like, ah, I'm scared. So Danielle says, for some reason, you guys think that I don't support you as a couple. And Lindsay goes, correct. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is it's intimidating. Even Andy Cohen was like, I would hate to be in a fight with you. You are intense. So let's give that leeway. Like, it's it's not easy to battle with somebody who is a very intense energy. It's not easy. I used to be that person. I used to have very intense energy. I had to do some anger management practices because it's it's not easy to deal with that. Um, and I do think that Lindsay could benefit from some anger management techniques. I do because she's she goes into like an intimidation that is kind of ragey. Um, so she could benefit a little bit from from that. But that's neither here nor there because we're going to talk about this. Danielle says, then that is so far beyond what is actually happening. And Lindsay says, but you keep saying that our friendship has changed because of this relationship. So, well, now I want to dissect that a little bit. If someone's, if I, because I did when I got together with my um, ex in the beginning, it was great. Um, and I had a friend tell me, um, you're always with, I'm not going to say his name. And I was like, oh, my God, am I? I just figured, like, you're always at the – because at the time, this friend of mine was always – he was opening up a spin studio. I was like, you're always at the studio, and I figured you didn't want me there. And so, quick rectification, I literally told my ex, I was like, I've got to go see my, my, my friend. I will never let that happen. So, I just – I am different, maybe. 
you know? But anyway, that's, you know, I'm going to keep going. And Danielle says, I don't want you to get defensive and I don't want you to think that I'm not supportive of your relationship. That has nothing to do with me wanting to get more out of you and our friendship because I do feel like I need you. Like we always hung out. And Lindsay says, Danielle, you're not in the city. I'm not saying, hey, it's because your relationship that our friendship has changed. (sighs) Okay, I do have to say that's kind of fucked up. Like, and Danielle says, so you can't check in on me because I'm not physically in the same fucking zip code as you? Like, that was kind of shitty. Like, she's making excuses. And Kyle steps in and is like, she literally just wants to be seen by her best friend. That's it. And Lindsay goes, Danielle, and then rolls her eyes and sighs. Like, she's like, I'm so exhausted by you. And that's a shitty feeling when you're asking for, like, something, you know? And Danielle goes, why do you get like this? It's not tit for tat. And Kyle tries to help. He's like, it's not putting stuff on you, Lindsay. Oh, this makes me sad because it's cute that Kyle's trying to help. And Danielle says, this is about me trying to express myself to you because I want to go back to the sisterhood that we had. And then Lindsay says, okay, but it's not fair to put this all on me all the time. You want me to be a better friend to you, but you're talking all this shit about my relationship. How does that add up? I swear to God, when Danielle goes, come on, that's fucked up, and starts crying and like stuttering, I swear, I was like, I think that she's, I swear she wants to be like, that's just filming. I swear, because she's so fucking green and she doesn't want to break the fourth wall or like throw a producer under the bus. And I feel like she got like, wait. Like, that doesn't count, right? Like, what? And she goes, like, I will fucking die for you, dude. And you don't see that? And then Lindsay says, no, because that's the way it keeps coming back. That's what I keep hearing. And Danielle says, from other people? And Lindsay says, yes. I'm like, producers. Producers. And I feel like Danielle was so like, oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. Like, I'm, oh, my God. Like, I feel like I just got a little manipulated here. I That is just my read on it. But then unfortunately, instead of sitting there, because in this moment for Danielle, she could have sw- she could have sat there and said, look, I am not meaning to talk shit about the relationship. I'm saying everything I've said to anyone else has been things I've said to you. I didn't view it as talking shit. I just have to talk to somebody. And you guys are not talking to me. You're you're just leaving me out of your lives. Like, I come here and you guys are on your own. And so I don't view it as that. But I can see why you would view it as that. But instead, she gets so overwhelmed that yet again, she has to walk away. And when she walks away, saying, I need to go punch a wall, and Kyle has a funny line where he's like, well, we need the security deposit back. Amanda and Paige go check on her, which furthers the 
visuals, the image, the narrative that Danielle has switched teams and is betraying Lindsay. And she should have stayed. You, you've done something, Danielle. Whether or not you were, you know, kind of tricked into it because you're a little naive to how producers can manipulate and shit. Um, you did, you did talk to them about it and you have done that and like, you need to acknowledge that because that's all that's tripping up Lindsay. That's it. That's the only thing where she's like, I get it. Fine. You want me to be a good friend to you. And prior to filming, I should have been a better friend. Prior, not just filming, but prior. However, you did talk shit about me and my relationship to the wrong fucking people. And now that's going to play out on TV. And I'm not going to have my perfect storybook season with my best friend backing me up. It's going to look like you don't support this relationship. No one supports this relationship. And that's fucked up. And now, Danielle, you need to own that. That's all you need to own. And then this could have been squashed. But Danielle feels like she's being written out of the whole storyline completely. And to be honest, she kind of is. It's like Lindsay's making no time for Danielle. There's like no filming. There's no, there's like, it's not like... Danielle and I are going to go to lunch and we're going to have a scene. It's, I mean, but they're, they're cutting a lot out though. The people that Pia sent me, um, a voice note where she was like, I would love for the social media stuff to actually make it onto the show because the stuff they're, the cast is posting looks so fun. Like they go to Montauk, they have a brunch. They, it's like, can we get that? But it doesn't look like, you know, Lindsay's really making time for anyone else but Carl. And then Danielle's like, hello, could I maybe be included in some of your couple stuff even? I still am a friend. And just because I'm single, essentially, because Robert's always working doesn't mean I can't be included. So Danielle is then inside. She's crying. Amanda and Paige, they, so they're in there and they're ready to check on Danielle. But honestly, someone had to. What are they going to leave her in there by herself? This is the problem. And this cast has been so imbalanced for so long. So it's like literally who is going to check on her. Um, And so they're, Danielle's so upset and crying. And then Lindsay's, Lindsay says, I understand the friendship component that she's asking for. But I also have a lot of fucking feelings about how she's been speaking about my relationship. And then she goes, two days ago, she said it was weird that we were dating. And then when they flash back to it, I'm like, well, no, it's nothing different than what Kyle said to Carl. Like, she wasn't saying, like, it's so weird. She's like, I'm allowed to say, like, it's a little weird. Like, you know, now now Lindsay's getting a little ahead of herself. Like, I whatever, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Kyle tries to Kyle's being very sweet. He tries to explain. He's like, it used to be the three of you guys. And, you know, it may always be a little weird, right? And she's just like, man, how come Lindsay doesn't seem to understand that? And Lindsay's not. And this is where I went, ah, they're never going to be the same ever. Because Lindsay's like, well, I don't. And I don't care. Because I got my guy. And yeah, Danielle was there for me during the hard relationships, but she should be happy for me. And now I don't fucking need her anymore. 
So it's kind of those friendships are unfair where they really are based on one person supporting you through the tough times. And then once they find the happy ending, they're like, okay, we'll go find something else to do. It's that kind of thing. So Danielle needs to go find something else to do. And she will, and it'll be great, but they're, I'm, they are done. They're done. And I, I had a feeling, and I even thought about it. I thought it, um, when the season was before it even started. I was like, I have a feeling this friendship's over, but I'm not going to say it. And then I had a little bit of hope when the season was starting and we were, there were like still friends. I was like, oh my God, this is so great. And then watching this part and watching how Lindsay's handling it and how Danielle is handling it. I'm like, okay. I don't, they're not going to be friends again. Then they make a bonfire. They get on the topic of some sexy stuff. And Paige says that toys were introduced very quickly. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love picturing Paige and Craig having sex because I'm a pervert. Mm. I like that they have hot sex. For some reason, Paige and Sierra think it's time to just go up in their room. But meanwhile, I'll tell you who's wet, who's still willing to make a TV show, and that is Danielle, who's been crying her face off, and Carl, who's sober. They are dancing in that kitchen, giving us content, giving us life, and Paige and Sierra are like, nope, let's just go sit in the room. But then... Carl and Lindsay go into their room and they are talking in some frightening baby voices. I I can't with Lindsay's baby voice. I mean, I can't with really anyone's baby voice. It should be outlawed. They should edit it all out of the shows on all shows across the board. Then they do then like Corey. Corey really, ugh, I hate to say this, but he's brought a pretty good party element to the cast. So fine. As much as he doesn't feel like he belongs on Bravo, he belongs on MTV. I'll allow it because they need something because they bring like a party up in Paige's room and Lindsay wants to check on it so bad. And Carl's like, I don't want to. She's like, let's just peek, please. And then they're partying, they're partying. And then you hear Paige go, get out of my room. <laughs> then they all go to bed. And I actually like the rotating bed situation. I like that they have to like put a little name in an arrow like this is Sam. This is Danielle. This is, I think it's cute. I think they should do that every year. The next day, Chris comes in with the whistle and he pulls Corey out of bed to go to the gym. Ugh. For some inexplicable reason, Paige is eating cereal out of a pot. Like a cookie, like a boiling pot. It's like there has to be bowls, right? And then Sierra asks, she's like, is this orange juice good September 29th? And Paige goes, it's August. And Sierra's like doing the math. She's like, okay, yeah, but what's the number? Like it should be, like usually that's just the sell by date. And they're like, what? <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm really not. I know there's a lot of jokes we could make, but you know what? I'm done. I'm dumb sometimes too. Uh, they do the goodbyes. I love Gabby traveling in her PJs. That would be me. I love Chris and Corey double hugging Gabby too. I love she's I like I like that they're all like close now. Um what they need to do is stop changing up the cast every single freaking year. Like they need to commit 
because I need them to start bonding. Okay. They need to start getting closer and closer. Carl comes home from the gym and he comes upstairs and he goes, Oh, babe, I missed you. I was thinking of you the whole time. Fucking gag me, guys. I can't. Like, is this what love is? Because I haven't been in love in a long time. I'm so, I need to stop, right? I'm so jaded. They're so in love. Okay. Sam confessional, uh, she's talking about Corey and she goes, look, Corey has not gone below the neck yet. My mom will be so proud. Well, until she hears what's next. We're going to fuck in Montauk. <laughs> I wasn't so sure about Sam. I take everything back that I ever said. She's funny. And then back in the city, we end on Carl getting that ring. It's happening no matter what. And next week, it's happening. Next week, we meet Lexi, Andrea's lady. And um, Chris decides to ask what it's like for Andrea to be there with Paige and with Lexi. And literally everyone is like, why would you do that? Like, you freak. Carl is in the hospital. And that's scary. And Danielle is going to hear that the ring has been purchased and she is going to get pissed and she's going to say they can live happily ever fucking after. Yikes. And the proposal is going to happen. Sure. Yeah. There was a, um, someone had a video of, the Carl and Lindsay like walking into the restaurant like after Carl proposes they walk through some stuff and they go into the restaurant where the cast is and someone at the restaurant filmed it and you can hear the person in there going that was the fakest surprise like thing I've ever heard and people thought it was Paige but it wasn't because Paige was with the cast so okay so there's my there's my summer house takes. I really think that all we need is for um uh Lindsay to get on to housewives. I think the transition just makes sense at this point. She's she has outgrown this show. This show needs to skew younger and more lighthearted, and she is ready to take some bitches down on Roni. Um, I don't even need to see what the vibe is with the new cast she'll she'll be fine she'll make it she'll be fine we can't lose Lindsay on our screens she's vital television um that way carl can still be a little involved but not too involved and they can still get their coin and um carl can like move into some other like iteration of something maybe more like i don't know therapeutic sober stuff I'm not sure, but, you know, this is not the best environment for a sober person, and he doesn't need to be fighting for TV, right? Even though he could, he handled Lindsay right, that's for sure. He did not engage. He did not keep poking. He just stayed calm. He fought back a little bit, um, and he, but he knew, like, I'm not gonna say the wrong, he knew how to not get her going even further, right? But that is definitely the move. Like, just give her the contract now. As soon as they finish taping that reunion, write the contract, give it to her. She's going to Roni, okay? Um, Danielle could absolutely stay on Summer House. If she, I'm 
happy to see how that dynamic plays out. I actually wouldn't be mad if this cast came back for another season, like Gabby, Sam, Sierra, Paige. You know, they're willing to party and still have fun. They need to be willing to party, though. They cannot keep changing the cast. You have to allow the cast to start gelling and getting to know each other and creating memories and bond. That's why, like, when you watch a Jersey Shore, you, like, you get obsessed with them because the history and, like, when someone – when something happens in like season four and it's like significant because you're like, oh man, because when they first met, it was like this and now they've been through this and now this is happening, you know? So they can't just keep rotating people constantly. So anyway, love you guys. Stay messes out there and I'll see you next time. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.